You are listening to Late Arrivals, the Anaheim Ducks podcast on the Inside the Rink Network of Podcasts. Now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome everybody to episode 59 of Late Arrivals. Hi. We're almost, we're almost at 60. Yeah. Another, another big, uh, big milestone. 59. What is going on? Oh, 10 more until the nice number. Oh, yeah. We're almost at the really, really nice number. Shout out Chase Leo. Say we, uh, we'll have to celebrate the, the 69th episode. And, uh, I, I mean, I put it in the, the calendar last year, but we never did a 420 celebration. <laughs> I think it was just because we were happy the duck season was over. Probably, honestly. <laughs> Well, we have a ton to cover. Um, this is going to be a different episode. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a guest on. Um, that'll be later in the episode. Um, first half of this recording is us recording on Wednesday night, and the second half will be Thursday. And uh, you'll probably be listening to this on Friday. So, yeah, Friday release. If you didn't know, um, you didn't see on our socials we are having billy zegras on that's so trevor's brother cool. if you didn't know pretty sure it's his cousin what i'm pretty sure it's his, <laughs> pretty sure it's his cousin but oh it's his cousin yeah i thought it was his brother well that's no, it's embarrassing all right. it's all right it's all right Might he's not even gonna be out. on for it anyway so he can <laughs> He <laughs> just say things in dip, so he's fine. Starting off hot. <laughs> but yes, as Chris has alluded to, uh, we have Billy Zegers on later in the episode. Um, I hate to break it to you guys, but he does not have any insider knowledge. So if you're coming with the assumption <laughs> that um, we're going to get the workings of this summer and the yeah. contract stuff... Um, I'm sorry to say that that is not the case. Um, we've been talking to Billy since what, June, July, Holy, something like that. Uh, I, yeah, he originally was going to be a summer guest before we took our little break. Um, but just uh, out of uh, not so much an air of caution, but you know, with the long time it took for z to sign and stuff um he didn't want to put trevor in a weird situation by going on a ducks affiliated podcast and causing you know a whole bunch of questions and hoopla um and we respect that um we obviously weren't trying to get him to do that um just because it it does kind of put him in an awkward situation Mm-hmm. Um, but we're we're happy to have him on, so we hope that you know you guys stick around for the the, the latter half of this episode. Um, but we do have a lot of duck stuff to talk about. We do. Uh, before uh, we start, though, uh, I just wanted to thank everyone for their continued support. We just reached one thousand followers on X, formerly oh, Twitter. Said, last he night, said, he said X. I said Look X. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but we just reached a thousand followers last night, so we just wanted to say thank you. Really appreciate it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy number to look at. But yeah, thank you all for the uh the support. And uh it's been a crazy, crazy year and like four months or however long it's been. It's been a long time. It's been it's been fun. Yeah, I feel like we've been doing this a lot longer, but 
That's just mm-hmm. the stress of doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of stress, um, I feel like last week was it was kind of the the the, the honeymoon phase of the week. Um, I can say maybe it was because I was sick pretty much all weekend. Um, but this this was a I wouldn't say a stressful week of ducks hockey, but it has definitely been the week of uh, of narratives and stuff. And oh yeah, it's very annoying. <laughs> um, but before we get into any of that. Um, what the last game we talked about was the Ducks and the Stars, correct? Yes. So Ducks Coyotes, um, they got goalied that game. Um, I mean, I feel like it's been said a hundred times from a hundred different people. The fact that we can still be happy after losses, just because they're playing just out of their mind and just not getting the bounces, uh, mm-hmm. it's a weird feeling but that was one of those games where Vishmalka just played insane i felt like and every time they took i took way I, too many penalties once again that'll I mean, be another theme i mean <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's that's the name of the episode too yes, it oh is. yeah <laughs> but um i mean there's not really much you can do it seemed like it was a fun game um i, I listened to most of it on tune in um Emerson and Dan had a great time. I'm surprised awesome. the, broad- the broadcast has been really good uh, on the radio. Um, I, I love having Edom on there. Like he's just he's he's a lot of fun. It feels nice and loose. Like it's not like they're not taking themselves too seriously, but they're also still providing pretty good insight. Like yeah, it's a win-win. So you know, top line dominated. Although yeah. they didn't score, but they 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 sure look pretty good. Um, but yeah, two, one loss. I missed most of it. I got, I got home from work. I was able to watch like the final, I think it was like 14, no, 14 minutes maybe of the third period. And, uh, thankfully I didn't see any of the coyotes goals. I only saw the ducks goal. So it worked out. So in my world, they won one, nothing, but (laughs) that doesn't count. So uh, with the lone goal in the game uh, being Frank Petrano's goal, um, Jacob Silverberg ties Ricard Raquel for eighth all-time in assists in Ducks history. I thought it was seventh. I thought he tied. I thought it said it tied for eighth. Oh. Maybe maybe he hopped into seventh. I don't know. Pretty sure Either tied or. for eighth. Yeah. Pretty cool. But that led into Sunday's game against the Bruins, which was kind of another one of those games where just penalties and more penalties. Um, yeah, they, they go down one, nothing, they tie it. And then just kind of the wheels fell off at the end. Um, but I, I mean, playing as well as they've done having to play what two undefeated teams. Um, <laughs> they play Dallas has lost teams. one game and, I mean, two kind of up and coming teams in like yeah, Arizona, Arizona and Columbus. Bad. Yeah, like, um, Hurricanes. They're they're kind of off to a weird start, but yeah, they're a top team in the league. They're kind of injured, right? Ah, uh, a tad bit. They've been they've been uh, they've been struggling in goal though. They've they've given up a ton of goals. Um, 
But yeah, I thought it was kind of a slower, slower game. But that Ducks Bruins game was probably the first time I was actually frustrated with a loss. So I really thought they could have beaten the Bruins like that three one score. If you didn't watch the game, you'd think that the Bruins took the lead and, and then held the lead and kind of controlled the game. And that's just not what happened. Like the Ducks played awesome, I thought. And Pavel Minchkov had a monster game, I thought. Yeah. And he's the fancy snaps a, back it up. He's just had a monster start in general. Well, yeah. We'll talk about that towards the, the end when our three stars return because I kind I still of don't know. Is it Minchkov or Minchukov? I think it's Minchkov, right? I mean, I say I say Minchkov, Minchikov, but you know, we all know that Allers Allers says what Mint, yeah, John Mint, Ellis says like Minchukov, Minchukov or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's why we need Connor back on to correct us. Yeah. Or maybe like the seventeenth time, and I can maybe write it, write it down in a in a proper way, so I don't forget. Yeah, eventually but... I'll write it down and just try to memorize it. But <laughs> but yeah, I thought they they in that game they definitely passed passed up too many opportunities to shoot the damn puck. I mean they they had a decent amount of shots, but they definitely could have had more. Um, I just I don't know. In in my notes, I put that there was too much sauce, not enough shot. Um. Because they were just, I don't know, there were just a ton of opportunities where they had a clean clean look at the at the goal, and they just, nah, I'll just do one more pass, and then they lose possession of it or whatever happened, but I don't know. Um, Gudis, again, was uh, was was doing his thing. Slaying, slaying people, out. people out. Yeah, I think it was, uh, was it Gary on Twitter, I believe? He tweeted, because um, I, I posted a clip of the, of the hit from Gudis from our pal Hockey Daily three six five and um pretty sure Garrett put uh called Gudis the ass assin because <laughs> I tweeted that Gudis um is always ready to to destroy you with his ass so I thought that was funny I I enjoyed that the ass assin thank you for that Garrett um and comment where uh comment where it as we would say <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so after the Boston game, uh, we unfortunately did get uh, Jamie Drysdale on the injured reserve, which, I mean, I don't think they've really specified what the injury is, but it was uh, lower body, right? to whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that he was around everybody at Faceoff Fest and he seems to still be around the team tells me it's, it's probably something. Nagging. I don't know if he made the trip, though. I don't think he did. Um, yeah. I would say that the Robert Hag call up probably, yeah, is a Tristan sign Leno. that Tristan Leno is probably going back to the queue. That and they just need the spot filled with yeah. Drysdale out, which is isn't terrible. I mean, Vakaninen slotting back in, he didn't really look out of place last no. night. Um, granted, I only kind of saw clips here and there, but. You know, it's just kind of a weird situation. I mean, we probably won't know until he goes back to practice, but, I mean, that's going to be at least until the next week, seeing as we're on the road for the next three still. Um, But that leads us into the bigger narrative of Leo Carlson being scratched. Um, (laughs) And the, the story, you know, coming straight from the beak. Um, The beak. 
pretty much the if you haven't heard which uh, i would be shocked because it, it is definitely quite the topic in ducks fandom right now yeah. especially on twitter the the plan with leo is he's gonna play two games a week um but also still be around the team for strength conditioning for practice um i would assume if we were to guess um he's either gonna play boston philly or sit out the boston game tomorrow and then play in philadelphia and pittsburgh um if not you know maybe they give him a day's rest and he plays boston pittsburgh who, who knows mm-hmm. um but the whole goal is just to kind of ease him into stuff um you know pat said a, a few times that he's played a lot of hockey um, and I think that's the one thing that is kind of lost in all of this is everyone always also points that, well, you know, Bedard played a lot of hockey, Fantilli played a lot of hockey, you know, a lot of guys that are in the league currently after being drafted played a lot too. Um, so what makes this special? And I think a lot of what's being lost is the fact that, yeah, Leo's played against grown men, um, but the ice is different. Um, yeah. you know, adjusting to smaller ice definitely is a real concern just because I, I know, I mean, I hate to say that drawing comparisons to playing adult league, but you know, when you have to play on the fucking Olympic sheet, <laughs> the game certainly is spread out a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. and I can only imagine that the pace of play over there, not being what the American game is certainly could be kind of a, a weird gray area for the team um i mean it's not to say he's looked out of place at all um i think that's kind of the annoying thing (laughs) yeah is everybody wants to see him play and he should be playing i mean if it was up to me i I personally wouldn't want him to be doing this you know sit out every couple game thing but i mean it's hard to argue when it's coming from verbeek it's not just it's not just oh hey yeah he's not playing and we're not hearing anything like we've been told that this is it was a possibility and now it's reality um it's just kind of what it is and it's just Um, for the first half of the season at least yeah um you know it's going to be for the first two months and then they're going to kind of excuse me they're going to kind of reevaluate see where he's at seeing how he's doing um personally i i don't really think we can judge too much i mean it sucks you know, obviously people are paying money to go, you know, see the team play with the hope of seeing him play, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that comes with having such a high profile draft pick, you know, people are going to want to go and see them in action. It's, it's out of our hands. Like it sucks. And I understand, trust me, I would, I <laughs> wish he was healthy and I saw him opening night, like, it's just what it is um the good thing though i I think the thing that's gonna help him the most with all of this is that extra rest means that he's gonna go into games hungry you know i don't think he wants to sit out i mean yeah the plan was agreed upon by him his agent and the team but you know what young kids gonna be like oh yeah like it's cool i'm sitting out like no like you know he wants to be out there and he wants to play but he understands that it's with his best interests in mind. 
it's not it's not to be like okay you know we're we're really handling you with care and we don't want to we don't want to mess you up we don't want to mm-hmm. fuck you up like <laughs> i don't know it's 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 hard to explain and be okay with because mm-hmm. you know I, I feel he's capable and ready to play all 82 well mm-hmm. the rest of the season if 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 that was the case like if he were to stay healthy i'd want to see him play every game but it's just kind of what we're working with here. Yeah. And it does suck. Um, but it's kind of, it's kind of hard to argue when it's not just like, Oh, this is a Pat Verbeek thing. Like knowing that yeah, it's Verbeek agent. and his agent yeah, his and agent. Leo were all involved in this, had a full conversation on it, you know, got this plan all, you know, laid out and everything. So it's kind of hard to argue. Um, doesn't mean it doesn't suck. You know, I really wish that he played against the Blue Jackets um, just because I wanted to see yeah, Carlson Fantilli. I mean, everyone, everyone did. I mean, we that would have been cool, um, especially it made it a little worse because Fantilli scored. <laughs> he scored on us, but uh, what can you do? Um, well, you know, it's a weird it situation, too, and the opposing fan base is also, like, confused and upset yeah. about it like yeah. wait well, we're not we're being denied this like <laughs> and i think that's the other thing in this situation is like there's a lot of outsiders to it that just don't understand and i think part of it comes down to this market not getting the attention it it should get um you know not to say i feel like we need to be in the news every waking second but you know to to the like the outside person that doesn't know kind of like the groundwork that Rabik's laid especially in the last year of like I'm gonna do things my way and I don't care what people think um I think it's very confusing because people are like well wouldn't you want to play you know your your 18 year old kid that's out there dominating and in his you know his very first season his very first games like I could see how that would confuse a lot of people, but you know, at the end of the day, I go back to like, okay, like it's, it's dumb. I don't agree with it, but it's for a reason. It's not just, Hey, we're going to do this just because we know we're going to be bad and we can, because clearly they've shown, they've shown glimpses of being a good team. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess we can transition into the game from last night. You know, the, the complete 180 that they did, to kind of come back in that game and, and, you know, pull out a win in the end, like, you know, Cronin even said that he liked the effort and the, the determination that the guys showed and, you know, they didn't give up and, you know, he admitted like, oh, we played like shit in the first, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, this, this team is more than capable to win. And I think it's going to be a very rough and green season of just like, they're probably going to lose some games. Like, they played last night and it's going to be like, ah, shit, like they deserve better if they played better. But like I said earlier, like we've played some of the top contending teams in the league already and we're able to hang where last year, those games would have been, you know, games to catch up on sleep Mm -hmm. games. You don't stay up for because it's just like, oh shit, we're playing Boston. Like we're going to get steamrolled. Yeah. All of those like, six two seven four losses that we were dealing with <laughs> yeah and you're getting like your last goal or two in like the last 30 seconds of the game when yeah. like 
it pinballs off of four different people and <laughs> you know hits like Max Jones in the head and goes in. Like yeah. they're playing close games and they're just not getting the bounces in games they deserve a little bit better fate. Like, yeah, they're not gonna win them all, you know. We we gotta point back to our shirt of you can't lose them all either, but you know, yeah, like I thought last night's game was their first really meh game overall. I mean, it, it was looked kinda, okay, but yeah, it was kind of meh. It's and very that, that's, dull game. Yeah, and that's the one they end up winning, which I thought was funny. Um, it was more of the same with, story, and, mm-hmm. and but they came back with with without their one of their best players. Yeah, Apple. so many penalties again, though. My God, I uh, I called it at work. I told the guys, I was like, okay, how many do you think they're they're gonna get? I say seven. And they got <laughs> seven. I, I don't really need I hate to the, be right, but yeah, I don't <laughs> know the total. What Lou? I said they just really need to clean that up. They do, yeah. That's the biggest. Um, that's the biggest irk I have so far. I mean the the officiating was pretty bad last yeah, night. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I'm not one still. to put like blame like on the refs for like losses or I mean we didn't lose, but I mean for games like that, but that was rough. Like there were a lot of missed calls and then there were a lot of iffy calls it's just like how are you going to call that when this dude over here just got like his arm taken off by a stick like he just got hacked so it was it was very rough um i don't know that it was nice that they won vetrano with the with the ot winner was pretty sick that pass by um who was the pass by uh group Grew, yeah, that dude, that was a sick pass. That was so nice. Booger has been kind of good so far. He's been, yeah, he's been pretty sneaky. Like he, he's not like, like nobody's really talking about that. Yeah, he doesn't like stand out, but he does what he needs to do. He's, he's been, he's been pretty decent. I don't um, think you need a guy like that. I mean, yeah, if we're being honest, Lundestrom in that role is always kind of flown under the radar. True. I mean, yeah, he kind of has had some up and down fluctuations, but I mean, I'd say the bottom six as a whole. It's just been mm-hmm. kind of sneaky. I mean, we we joked about Ross Johnston kind of being just the <laughs> tough punchy man out there, but like, yeah. but in his limited limited time on ice, I mean, he hasn't been bad. And Leeson's I mean, been fun. Leeson's looking good. Um, I mean, we haven't really seen Connie much McDavid. out of. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen much out of you know like Jones or Silverberg. Um, but I don't think their their presence hasn't been. And it's not like it's they're not being seen out there. I mean, Cronin had great praise for some of the veteran guys because you know, he was talking about the penalty troubles. And he's like, when you're having to go out there and spend almost a, a whole period of hockey on the penalty kill, he's like, but these guys are going out there shift after shift and just eating pucks and, and making kills. He was like, you can't ask any more out of those guys. And I don't know about you guys, but it definitely seems like th- this is more of a team. Mm-hmm. than we've seen um yeah you know they're they're fighting a little bit harder to win puck battles i mean you you mentioned it earlier lou like minchikov has just looked completely nhl ready out there like it's crazy to think he's 19 the um incoming caller winner evel minchikov <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know. It's like you have the rookies are contributing. The rookies are really impressing. You know, the younger guys are are, are holding their own, like your McTavishes. I mean, 
the balances aren't going Zegers's way yet, but he's looked phenomenal on both sides of the puck outside of, you know, last night's game. And we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> um, but like you have those guys that aren't the flashy ones out there, you know, your fourth line guys like Carrick's look very serviceable. I mean, Leeson's look good. It just feels more complete. You know, mm-hmm. the, obviously there's a step ahead and there's some pieces missing. You know, this team's going to look different when Alex Kalorn's in the lineup. Um, you know, if if they don't slot Lundestrom in right they away. We talked about Brock McGinn. He's still injured. Yeah, McGinn's injured too. Um, and, you know, the, the D's kind of taken shape and with Drysdale out, you know, we're probably still going to see some fluctuation. I, I would think Haig's probably going to go down when Drysdale's back, but you know, like things are kind of, kind of getting into like their final form. I would say, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't see anything crazy happening unless you know the rails were to really fall off, or unless Zellweger's really just killing it in San Diego. He's really the only piece I see kind of being like one that would would really shake anything up with this team. And yeah, it's it's kind of good to have that problem because the last two years were just a lot of, okay, well, if we get to this point of the season, maybe we see some of the kids or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe we're seeing less of Derek Grant. Maybe we're seeing less (laughs) of so-and-so like, it's nice to be like, okay, well, these guys are at least playing well enough that like, they're going to be probably every, every night regulars, but at the same time, like they're there for a reason still, like it's because Cronin believes in them. Mm -hmm. Again, I, I, I don't hate that. Yeah. And there was there was some point during the Ducks Blue Jackets game where it was announced that the Ducks have taken like 30 penalties already. And I don't I, I it wasn't the end of the game so I can't remember how many more were called after that. But I mean they're like, you know, 6 games in and they already have 30 30 penalties like Jesus. Yeah. And I mean we don't have to talk too much about that because i mean with time hopefully it gets better Mm -hmm. um but i definitely share that sentiment with lou it's it's a little ridiculous like seeing every five seconds that we're (laughs) back on the penalty kill and yeah last night's the one like really bad like okay the refs kind of kind of had it out for us kind of night i mean say what you will but like all the other games like you're shooting yourself in the foot a little bit just constantly having i think the style the that greg conan is implementing is gonna lead them to maybe commit those penalties some of them for sure but i feel like lately a lot of them have just been like guys getting beat and being caught like flat-footed and they're just yeah. like tugging they're hooking and they're just like Again. last resort type of thing and they're just kind of doing something stupid yeah and I mean, Cronin's mentioned that. Um, I think it was after the Boston game. He said, you know, when you're having to panic because you're getting beat on a play and taking mm-hmm. a penalty, like you can't really complain with, you know, you, you can't say that, you know, anyone's at fault but yourself because, yeah. you know, you got beat on the play and <laughs> you're trying to make up for it by, you know, slowing the guy down. And, but, um, I mean, I guess while we're talking about Cronin, we can talk about Zegris not playing the he last benched Trevor Zegris. 25 <laughs> minutes of the game, I think. Was, uh, uh, something was like that. I think it said. was midway through the second period. Yeah. Um, something like that. On the power play? 
I mean, I uh, know it's... over Felix at over Crash Upon, he made a video uh, talking about what he thought, what, why, what got Trevor Zegers benched. That's on the Crash Upon YouTube. Yep. Go, yeah. go, follow, subscribe there. But yeah, he did. You know, Zegers had a rough game for sure. Too many, too many turnovers. Some ugly turnovers. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was. Yeah, when he, I when don't he turned understand. the puck over, when he turned the puck over, he was kind of slow in getting back into the yeah. play. I like just, he was like kind of way too slow getting back into the play, and I don't think Greg Cronin liked that very much. Yeah, which is nice that he's sticking to his guns on how he wants players to perform, no matter what your name is. Um, and what role you have on the team, but um, I personally wouldn't have done that, but I understand they, why. You maybe didn't. for a shift or two, but I, a whole period, especially yeah, when your team I, is that seems a little extreme when you're losing. Little. But if you're going to do that, stick to your guns and just do it the entire game. Yeah, and I want to, I but I also want to see it for other players, not just Zegers, because yeah, we've had yeah, we've yeah. had that over the last few years when we had Aikens. Yeah, it we need like to was Yeah, it just sucks out. because it happened to Trevor Zegers, who's got benched by Dallas Aiken for <laughs> stupid yeah. reasons. I just feel like he gets singled out for certain things and maybe like other Mason players. McTavish should probably if if he keeps committing penalties, he should receive that treatment, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well and so, I think I think part of it, you know, it, it's been it was said a lot today. Um I know Connor had a thread about it on Twitter. Um if you're going to do it, do it to the guy that is, you know, going to cause the most uproar like that. You know, I, I see why it would be Zegris and it, it happened to be because he was having a pretty shitty game. Yeah. Um, but I do also share the sentiment of if it's going to be like that, it has to be everybody mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like you said, like McTavish has kind of had a rough go. Like he's, I mean, that line looks really good, but, he's in the box two three times a game yeah um so if you're, gonna, get benched. if you're gonna hold your young guys to that precedent and make an example out of them it has to not just be one guy um to me i mean you would think that i wouldn't say he's you know cronin's doing it to see what he can get away with um but I think it's kind of a, a shot across the bow of like, okay, all of you have to understand like this shit isn't going to fly. Like mm-hmm. he's trying if to you're going to play, you're going to play yeah. and you need to play hundred percent. He's trying to set a standard to a new team that needs a new standard. Exactly. And if you're not going to play up to that standard, that's this is what's going to happen. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a little hard ass and it's a little, little extreme six games in but hey if that's the wake-up call you need to get everybody back on the same page and tell them like hey like shit's not gonna fly fucking listen yeah Yeah, so after that now we'll i'm very interested interested to see how zegris looks thursday tomorrow against the bruins um when you're listening to this it'll be friday so that game will be you'll know the result of that game already but um We'll see how he comes out and plays. Cause I mean, yep. before before the Blue Jackets game, he was he was playing some really good hockey. The 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 stats weren't there, you know, the goals, the assists, you know, points aren't there yet, but he has looked he like didn't even completely... have a bad game. I mean, it wasn't great, but he still wasn't playing bad yesterday either. 
yeah i mean like aside from like the turnovers and stuff i mean it's just he's looked like a completely different player and that's not like saying he hasn't been good because he's definitely been good but his like defense you can tell has already changed yeah um he's already he's already doing pretty good work on that his Um, board work is he's definitely gotten stronger i feel like too on the puck uh he was a little easier to bump off the puck strong (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah we'll see how he how he uh responds in boston and the rest of the weekend too i mean yeah we'll we'll get the uh, long-awaited uh John Tortorella game in Philly. Oh, and if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna bench someone, do it do it now. You know, instead of like late in the season, I'd rather them do it now and do it like on a pivotal March game, like yeah. benching someone. Well, and like you said, it it set the standard for a team yeah. that didn't have a standard. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that was a very good way of explaining it because you know, I I always hate repeating myself, but. It, it just it, it always comes up again just because they played a lot of lifeless hockey the last couple seasons and mm-hmm. it's just like you 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 have to do that to a team that just kind of was going through the motions and again it, it sucks it has to be you know someone as high profile as egress because you know he already gets as much attention as he does mm-hmm. um but it's necessary you know, and especially in a in a year where they're pushing, this is when we're going to develop a culture. You got to start early, um, because you're never going to develop that if you're just kind of going through the motions still and been like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you know, you guys aren't used to my coaching style. You're not used to the way I'm I'm making you guys play together. Like, tell them early, just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, the shit's not going to fly. Do it my way, or this is what's going to happen. I like how Lou said pivotal March game as well. So Lap Lou has the. No, I was just saying in general, if you're going to. (laughs) No, I know. If you're going to do that, do it early in the season where, like, it's not going to matter much if you're. Yeah. Because they were down 1 0 when when he did that. Was it 1 0 or 2 1? It was. I don't think Fantilli had scored yet. It was one one, but then it was two one. Okay. So but they still didn't yeah. have him out there. Okay. Okay. So you're doing a disservice to your team by not having him out there. But I don't know. Well well said, Luke. We'll we'll see. We'll see how he responds. Did well, he play at Boston? See? Uh for like a year, yeah. Yeah, so. I'm I sure like how Allers, John Allers always tries to make it seem like he's like a Boston kid, but he's like actually from New York. And he, well, it's definitely he, a homecoming for Greg Cronin tomorrow. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know he's excited for that one. Hopefully yeah. this is the, the Cronin revenge game. Do <laughs> you well, have Bruins ties or no? I think it's just he's from Boston. Oh, that's, I know, that's I, know they, I know they said that it was probably going to be a game – that he was looking forward to when they came to Honda Center just because he interviewed for the Bruins job. Mm-hmm. Oh, did he? Um, I mean, you have ties to the city. I would, I'd say inherently, like, people are going to... Oh, I thought he might have also had ties with the Bruins, but I guess not. Professionally, I don't think so. Oh. I think it's just he's from Boston. Shout out, Greg. 
<laughs> Before we get into three stars, I will have to say that uh, like a lot of things that the Ducks have done in the season, whether it's the the weird inside jokes on Instagram, um, I want to understand why the hunting jacket that they pass around the room now has Smash Mouth on the back. Yeah, Smash Mouth. Um, Are they trying to like shoehorn because? The Creed Mania that's going around. Are they are they trying to do that with Smash Mouth? I think it's just Smash Mouth hockey, maybe. It's like a hunting jacket. Yeah, it was a hunting jacket and it has like all the flags, I think, of the different countries the guys are from, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool jacket. Yeah. We need to ask Tyler to tweet an actual picture of it if he can. We need insider info on what's going on there. I mean, we'll we'll hound him like we usually do. He tweeted he... a lot of cool stuff today. Did you see the video of the reaction of the bench? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. From yeah, their yeah. point of view. Yeah, that was cool. And then the yeah. uh, the locker room. The locker room. All yeah. of them dropping F-bombs in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was someone on Instagram that commented on the the video of them giving Lisa in the jacket. And I was like, can you post the uncensored version somewhere? And it just said, nope. Nope. The smiley face. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. I forgot last week, like I said at the beginning of the episode, but uh thing we used to do in our episodes, three stars of the week. I feel like this is a little bit better than maybe that first episode since we didn't have too much to talk about, but. Yeah, we did poll a lot of. Oh, I wouldn't say we polled on Twitter, but we did ask um, you guys what you thought three stars were in your opinion. Um, we did get a lot of what I think we agreed on. Um, Nick said Carlson when he played Minchikov and Gudis. Um, Dalton said Vetrano, Minchikov, and McTavish, and then we also got Vetrano. Carrick and Vetrano. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe the list we agreed to or loosely agree- agreed did to. Did I agree to anything? I don't remember agreeing you anything. You sure did, anything. Lou. I don't think I did. Well, I have a three-star list if you want to okay. hear it. Yeah, okay. if you want to give yours first, uh, I mean, we could go around oh, the, okay, well, go around the easy, table, it's I easy. guess. Uh, third star, Pavel Minchkov. Second star, Pavel Minchkov. Yeah. First star, Pavel Minchkov. <laughs> all right all aboard the pavel mitchkoff train <laughs> choo-choo so the right. list i put together was uh with two wins already on the season our only two wins was uh lucas Dostol. uh second star uh as is it Lou lucas or lucas i've been told it's lucas like you pronounce it lucas but lucas you add Dostal. at the end of his name that is how I, I was told I feel, I to so. pronounce it um, by one of my friends I know from the ice crew because she is from the Czech Republic. So. Gosh. Oh. Um, second star, I had Minchikov because he's just, he's been a dog. He's a dog. He's, been he's, he's definitely got that dog in him. Very good. <laughs> and then everybody's favorite Italian as our first star, Frank Vetrano. Five goals, one assist in six games played. I mean, he's off to a great start and the OT winner last night. Yep, Frankie V, Frank the Tank, whatever you want to call him. My cat is saying hi. I didn't know what that was at first going across your screen. (laughs) 
she is uh going after a fly at the moment so i'm gonna have to move her off the desk do work (laughs) do work get that fly who are your three stars chris i agreed to that honestly like that was that was exactly what i was gonna say so frankie v definitely being number one though he's he's been killing it we love our little italian man you know he he was one of those I think one of those signings last summer where everyone was like oh, he'll be good for some goals here or there him and Strom both um, yeah. but I mean I mean let's give credit to the two of them that whole line mm-hmm. with McTavish you know being the little wrecking ball he's been they've they've arguably been the Ducks best line and yeah. I mean the fact that both of them are getting the bounces where I think last year they both were kind of hot and cold at times. Mm-hmm. already looking like pretty good signings uh for pat's first kind of go around you know if we forget john klingberg but <laughs> there it is you uh, gotta stop jumping up here sweetheart <laughs> notable notable mention for uh a, a star how about john gibson he hasn't he hasn't been bad like yeah he's been bad he's been pretty solid yeah shout out gibby but the thing is, is that I feel like he's always like that, at least from what I can remember in the beginning, you know, it's just that he was always running to the ground and now hopefully with yeah, yeah. Dostal it's, kind it's, of splitting it's, with him. It's yeah, every game it's been Gibby, Lucas, mm-hmm. Gibby, Lucas, Gibby, Lucas. Yeah, so hopefully that'll hopefully it keeps it like that. Yeah. But yeah, he's yeah. he's played pretty well. I, I've liked what I've seen from both goalies. Yeah. And since we've uh we've turned we doing a, a lame new... duck, I was gonna say since we turned a new leaf here and we uh we're not just going with the scapegoat picks like last year, say we uh we hold off on doing a lame duck for the fir- first real week back. Well, if we were going to do that, I would say the entire team for taking too many damn penalties. <laughs> Knock it off, please. Thank you. <laughs> that, that's a good compromise. We'll go with that, Lou. Yeah. I think all we've right. been waiting to, to say this all week. Well, if, I shouldn't uh, say all week, but for a couple days here. If 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 they don't get, stay out of the box, Grandma doesn't get let out of the cage. That's not what I meant when I said we've been waiting to say yeah. something. <laughs> uh, what we, were you going to say? We do have a uh, a new new little segment and uh, a little partnership to new oh, partners. Yeah. You want to go ahead, Chris? Yeah, so we have a little segment. Uh, we, we kind of have always done this where we look ahead to the Ducks schedule uh, for the next few games that we know that are going to happen before we record again. Um, but yeah, we have teamed up with Noble Aleworks in Anaheim, California. I'm sure a lot of Ducks fans know about Noble. It's a very hot spot for pregame stuff, and they have a lot of fun over there. Um, so uh, our new segment is What's on Tap? brought to you by noble l works but um we kind of have a whole uh deal with them that maybe you know down the line here we can maybe have some watch parties um game days you could possibly get discounts on your drinks um and hopefully very soon at noble you'll see some lap flavor there because we're hoping that you know, we're going to send them some stuff. Get a taste of lap at Noble, baby. <laughs> so you can enjoy your drink. And uh, you Get might you see a... some. What kind of beer do they have? 
They have some delicious beer. I've never beer. been there, but I've Actually, yeah, it. pull it up because I was going to talk about um, this one beer that I want to try because I'm a big uh, Mexican lager guy. And uh, Jake, the uh, Jake agrees. Beachside Bandito? Yes, sir. That's the one. It sounds delicious. Like, I need to get my hands on that one. Um, I know that they had, like, I'm not a stout guy. Like, I, I, I can't do stouts. I, I mean, I feel like I'm going to die. But they have one that's, what is it called? Like, cinnamon, cinnamon roast crunch it was something like that yeah. and it sounded like like if someone got it and they allowed me to take a little sip i would just to try it just because of the name like i just i feel like i have to try that but but yeah noble ale works they have working uh, with them they have Good two dudes. beers called man's milk yep they got man's milk lou they, brought they, that up they have man's milk <laughs> when we were talking to uh josh over at noble like Shout lou brought josh. that up Right before he got on the call about man's milk, so that that definitely has lose attention. Um, Rick's pickle punch. Yeah, but yeah, if you're uh, if you go to Noble, um, tell them tell the, the lap boys sent you. Yeah, tell them the lap boys sent you. And uh, uh, do we uh do we tease what uh, the flavor might be that they might see at Noble, or do we uh, wait until that's, might as well that's just, maybe physical? Ah, uh, maybe just tell them. Well, um, we were asked, you know, we're going to have kind of our our stuff, our socials running on the video boards. Um, I have to get that all done this week at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, But the big thing is we were kind of pushed to do something. Um, And it was Josh asked us if we would get a flag made. Just... You know, could be something as simple as our logo. Um, but I took it a step further, and I'm glad I did because I did a graphic design, and I'm very <laughs> happy with it. It does not look like shit. Um, but it is essentially the Sammy the Seal logo, the mighty the mighty Seal logo we have put on T-shirts and stuff. Um, but in the style of the California state flag. Yes, And it looks, I mean, I hate to toot my own horn, but it looks incredible. <laughs> um, so at some point in the near future, there will be a lap flag at Noble. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we'll need we're, racing, we're racing to be the first to get it done because Josh yeah. said that it's been something he's asked and mm-hmm. no one's gone through. So as always, if we, we are, want to get stickers of, of the design that we're thinking of. Yeah. Oh, and I'm glad you said that because at the moment I'm working on putting that in the spring store. Oh so, yeah, baby, let's go. There will be two variations. <laughs> um one that says Lap Republic and then one that says just late arrivals. Mm-hmm. The one that is gonna be in the at the brewery itself is gonna say late arrivals republic mm-hmm. on it, but we are uh we're very excited for that. Um, it looks so good. I'm it looks it's, so it's, hot. Yeah. <laughs> It just looks uh, hot. It doesn't look good. It looks hot. When we uh, post this episode on Friday, I will post the pictures. So you guys will have to wait a little bit if you're listening, you know, to the stream right now, watching the stream. You will have to wait till Friday. I'm sorry, but (laughs) when the episode's out, then we'll then we'll show. Yeah, and uh, like uh, Jake brought up that they have uh, um, they have like three screens apparently that they put like ads on. And I think Josh said they roll out like 
like it'll change every like 15 seconds or something, 15, 20 seconds. So on those screens, um, you will also see our logo popping up every once in a while. So that'll be cool. So if you're ever there and you, and you see some stuff, um, take pictures, send them to us, tag us and, uh, show us. Connor and wave at him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it should be really cool. And hopefully uh, down the line here, like I said, we get some watch parties going. Um, even if it's nothing crazy and big, just just a nice little gathering spot, maybe even before a home game, if it's not like a watch party during a Ducks road game or something. Uh, just fun little spot that we can hang out. Um, it, I believe they have free parking. for Yeah, games, I was going to mention that Josh said that they yeah, have free, free parking, parking. And a five-minute walk from Honda Center. Five-minute um, walk. We so, know it's a spot for some of, the, some of our friends. So, you know. That comes the new hang. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get down there every so often because I don't yeah. get to go to a lot of games. So might be something that uh we do kind of frequently here, but as always, we always say exciting times in Lapland. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool, very fun uh call with Josh. So thanks to him for uh and reaching out, out to reaching out to us and uh taking the call and getting this all sorted, but um so yeah what's on tap brought to you by noble aleworks so tomorrow being thursday we have ducks bruins in boston uh followed by ducks flyers and then ducks penguins how are we feeling personally i feel they have a good shot to win both the philadelphia and the pittsburgh game i do feel good about those ones um boston i feel is going to be a maybe another close affair um I hope the the Zegers benching is kind of a little bit of a wake up call for the guys to kind of get their shit in line. Yes. Um, and I hope it's kind of the game where he, where Trevor breaks out. Um, because he he's not getting the results, but he's still playing great. So to be rewarded and kind of get him going would uh would be a nice sign. Sure would. So for the Boston game, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna say Boston Boston wins. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four three. Four three. Okay. I'll go three two Boston. I'll go in overtime. Yeah, I'm also gonna say four three. That seems reasonable. Bruins. Okay. Uh, Ducks Flyers. I say they win that game, and you know what? I'll say they win it pretty handedly. I'll say they win four to two. I'm also four two ducks. I'm gonna say ducks win. I'm gonna say four one. Okay, and then, and then the ducks penguins. penguins. I say that one's going to be a little bit of a close one, um, but I still feel like the Ducks can pull it out. Um, in recent memory, Gibson's played a little bit better in Pittsburgh, and I th- I'm going to assume that it's probably going to be his start. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, well, I'm... let's see. Tomorrow would probably be Gibby, and then Philadelphia probably be Lukash. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll probably be Gibby if they keep going back and forth. I'm going to say... I'm going to say three, two ducks. Okay. I'll go two, one ducks. 
two one ducks. I'm gonna go also three two. I'm gonna say that one's in overtime though. Three two ducks OT. Spicy. Spicy spice. Well, that will uh that'll bring us into uh our ads here. Um, you know, as always, if you guys don't have ESPN plus already, you can go to inside the slash ESPN and sign up today. Um, it helps not only us, but our network. Um, you know, I know the ITR pages were busy yesterday with the, uh, frozen frenzy going on. Easy. Yeah. That was we'll, crazy. We'll talk about all that chaos in a, in a sec. Um, but you know, uh, if you don't have it, uh, the Ducks games are still getting, or I shouldn't say the Ducks games, but the local games are still getting blacked out for whatever reason. But um, you know, the NHL power play has been just amazing over there. Um, kind of catching games as they end has been nice after I'm getting off of work, or you know, being able to watch a game while doing stuff at work um, certainly helps the time pass by. Um, you know, if you don't have ESPN already, uh, signing up gets you uh, gets you ESPN Plus. And it's not only hockey. I mean, they pretty much have any sport you can think of. I know anytime you go on the featured tab, there's like eight, at least eight or nine things all rolling at the same time, whether it's college sports, professional, um, I know basketball coming back, there's going to be a lot of basketball on there. Mm-hmm. Um, baseball season's ending, but I know they've had a couple of the games, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, I've seen like one or two on there. Um, so again, inside the rink.com slash ESPN. Do it. But uh, we've also partnered with 714 Tickets to get you, our fans, deals on tickets for any event you plan on attending. Use code LAP. That's L. That's in all caps, LAP at checkout for 10% off your order and 5% towards any future orders with 714 Ducks aren't home uh, for a little bit here, but if you're a Ducks fan, maybe in Boston or Philly or Pittsburgh or any of those surrounding areas and you want to grab tickets, you can use 714 still. It's not just a California thing or anything like that Um, or any hockey game, really, for that matter. You can grab tickets using 714 with our code 10% off, LAP. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be just hockey. NBA is starting back up. So if yeah, you want to grab the, some, go see the uh, Lakers and Clippers. I don't know why you would, but <laughs> but yeah, go basketball's ahead. basketball's is starting up. Hey, if you want to save that little ten percent on uh World Series tickets, go ahead and do that. I know World Series tickets are going to be super expensive, so ten percent might not make that much of a difference. But hey, it's still yeah, if you want to take the trip out to Arizona, yeah, come out to Phoenix. Check out the World Series. I think go snakes. Go I snakes. think they're going to. They'll be there game three through five. Is it? Yeah, it's usually know. it's usually like three. The it's two three, three games. two. I think yeah. Oh okay. But yeah, snakes alive. Snakes alive. But yeah, LAP all caps ten percent off seven one four tickets dot com. Go see some live events in your city. And then hey, the Lou, last you wanna, one, you want to oh. talk about cream? Go ahead, Lou. <laughs> Lou? Yes. Did you want to do the, the shit? Oh, I one? whispered cream. I don't know if you heard me. Oh, no, I didn't. No, neither, neither of us did. <laughs> oh. You're just sitting there. 
I, I whispered cream in a creepy way. Oh, okay. Did you want to do the shift one or no? Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Just do it. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I know our, promo our code buddies is, is lap 10. Lap 10, yeah. Our buddies over at shifthockey.com have all of your hockey sticks and gloves and hockey apparel and hoodies, T-shirts, uh, dad hats. Um, they got a lot of good stuff over there. Um, lap 10, L-A-P, all caps, and then the number 10 at checkout will get you 10% off your order. It's good on everything from apparel to sticks and gloves, like I said. Um, it cannot be stacked with other existing discounts, however, but they do have um, some very nice hockey sticks. If your league is just getting started or, you know, you're looking for maybe to branch out in the hockey world um, and get a different stick from what you currently are using, please go check out shifthockey.com. They have a lot of cool stuff. Lou loves all the cream as he tried to whisper into his mic about cream earlier. Did you hear that? Um, I did not hear it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> lap 10, all caps, LAP, lap 10. number 10, cream, 10% off. Go check them out. Shifthockey.com. Go grab some stuff and show us what you get. Let's show us your cream stick. Show us the cream. <laughs> They're really going to listen to these ads. And be like, What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, to transition from the fun week we've had, uh, we get to point and laugh at all of Alberta. Um, yeah. We are two weeks in, and it is Mick over in Edmonton because <laughs> Connor McDavid is out. One I said weeks. that as soon as Felix came in. <laughs> Mick over. Um, um, the Oilers are just a mess right now. Um, do I feel bad? Not really. Um, <laughs> It sucks. You know, you obviously, you don't want McDavid to be hurt long term no, because no. players like him and Matthews. They can't be happy that they're missing the. He's going to miss that outdoor game. No, they're going to be yeah. uh, missing missing the dollars there. Um, the uniform purists out there that have McDavid Heritage <laughs> Classic jerseys. Uh, you're going to draw the ire of people that are like, "You didn't play in that one. You can't get his name on it." <laughs> um. But it sucks, you know, obviously, you know, all the best to Connor. Hope he heals well. And I mean, if McDavid has proved anything that he's not real and superhuman, so just means yeah. he'll come back and just casually have like 200 points at the end of the year, just, just because he's McDavid. Yeah. Um, but in the same vein, we also get to point and laugh at the flames because they're kind of a disorganized mess. Um, and Nikita Zadorov has gotten a lot of flack in his career for kind of just being a guy that goes out there and hurts people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say he, he has some balls. Um, he's not afraid to speak his mind in the media. And I don't know if you guys saw the clip talking about just kind of the team's play. Um, he just kind of absolutely ripped them and said, it's a <laughs> bunch of individuals all playing out there, which, you know, for a team that was looking like a pretty solid contender year in and year out. Um, Things have quickly fallen apart in Calgary. Um, Very fast. And it's just weird. You know, obviously the having Sutter there, um, who is also kind of – Dorov kind of took a shot at in that interview. Um, and that was kind of a weird thing because they had so much success under him that one season and then followed up by just, you know, a, a big stinker of a year last year. Um, 
they were kind of one of those teams that everyone was like, if things go right for them, they're going to be right back to form. But they they do not look hot. They um, don't. <laughs> it's just I feel like there's flames. a lot surrounding them in the media. Just there's questions with guys resigning. You know, it's nice to not have these problems anymore. Um, yep. Well, yeah, they're ahead of the Ducks in the standings, so they're not doing that bad. That yeah, team four and one. That's not. That's not it's good. It's not a high bar to clear. <laughs> it's not. I mean, if the Flames are going into the year and be like, "Hey, as long as we," I stay honestly above the haven't Ducks. really been paying attention to the rest of the league, so I don't know what's going on. Um, I just know the the Sharks aren't aren't the best. No, but I think the big takeaway in the thing with Zadorov was he said, you know, obviously last year with Daryl, he was it was with Daryl and everyone kind of zoned in on that being the problem. He goes, but you know, the media's hard on tough coaches and hard on easy coaches he's like we can't have it both ways either we can't not perform for you know a coach that isn't going to rag us like daryl but you know then also be like oh well, but he was the problem um so yeah. it, it takes takes some some huge nuts to come out and pretty much throw your team under the bus but also do it in a productive way of like hey like we need to turn this shit around Big old uh, so that sets up for this weekend's Heritage Classic to probably just be a mess <laughs> because it's a Battle of Alberta game. Yeah, and so there's that. you know there's a lot of storylines surrounding both teams. Um, you know Edmonton's goaltending hasn't been great. Um, I mean, as much That's as like... I've always talked about how if the day ever came and Jack Campbell somehow became a duck, I would defend that man to my grave. Um, just because <laughs> I love his story. Yeah. Um, it's clear that he wasn't the option that they thought. And, you know, Holland kind of took a gamble on that. And I mean, even on the other side of, the, of things, you know, Skinner hasn't looked great. Yeah. He's been rough. You know, Ekholm doesn't look like he's really having a good time. Granted, he's coming back from surgery. So it's hard to really say that. Who's Skinner? Principal Skinner? No. Stuart. <laughs> Stuart. Oh, okay. Um, when you say last names, I don't know who the heck you're talking about most of the time. <laughs> just going mean, to no. start sending you pictures of these guys, Lou, and see if just you can pictures. name them. It's important to use both names. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, the Oilers have kind of just, it's the same story in the gold, with the goaltending situation. They always have horrible goaltending, or there's just so many question marks with goaltending. And it's kind of the same with the Flames. Um. Yeah, Markstrom, Markstrom also has like the Bobrovsky trajectory every year. Like he's yeah. unbeatable one year and then <laughs> yeah. the next. It's just like, yeah, you know, he can't stop anything. Um, so you know, knowing knowing how those outdoor games go, it's probably going to be like a two-one, all the way to a shootout game where nothing happens. Yeah. Um, if you want to watch, it's Sunday. It's on TBS. You can also stream it on uh, Max. Uh, if you didn't know already, pretty much all the games that are uh, nationally televised on TNT and TBS will be on Max. So that's kind of cool. I'm trying to look at what time this game is at for us Pacific people. It's a 4 p.m. game. 4 p.m. on Sunday. Are they playing this Saskatchewan? Uh <sighs> Are, no, are they? They're playing in uh, 
don't know. I know, I know it's like Commonwealth. Stadium. It's like Commonwealth Stadium, some CFL stadium. I don't know who plays there. My apologies um, to the Canadian football maybe the, people. The, the Calgary, <laughs> the Calgary football. I want to say it's. I think it's in Edmonton. I'm pretty sure. Commonwealth Stadium is that where the Edmonton, Edmonton Elks play? I don't know. Sure. The Edmonton Elk. <laughs> Elks. They're called the Elks. Like, don't, like the I deer? didn't name them. Yeah. Like I the, didn't name them. Like the things with the antlers and stuff. That would be an elk. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like a Canadian name. It's yeah. Well, they're don't in the Canadian it. Football League, so. But yeah, enjoy oh. that game. If you if you can, McDavid list. To transition to teams that are actually on fire and players that are doing just incredibly well right now. Um, it pains to say, but the Red Wings look legit. Um, Rinkit has been a huge addition to them. Um, Him and Larkin are killing it. But let's talk about the Devils. Holy shit. Jack Hughes is a dog. <laughs> I had Tyler Toffoli on my bench last night. With a yep. hat trick, that was a uh, fun six points to lose out on in a. Did you have them stat? But I did, I did. Okay, but in a stat specific league where we do categories, mm-hmm. having those extra goals would have been nice. But yeah, I mean, at least you got his two tonight. But and they lost somehow to the Capitals. <laughs> I mean, they Jack Hughes had another three points. He's got seventeen points now in six games. Just hey, we didn't do a stupid. fantasy league this year, did we? No. Oh, <laughs> well, shit. There's yeah. always next season. Yep. We yeah, say just... six games in. <laughs> yeah. I'm, already, I'm already preoccupied with fantasy football. I can't keep up with hockey, too. How's your fantasy football team doing? Uh, They're playing like shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I just about want to give up. Yeah, I, I didn't do football again this year. I was just like, you know what? We're, we're just going to focus on hockey. And... Yeah. And I drafted a good team too, and they're just playing like poo poo. It's like the Raiders did against the Bears on Sunday. Hey, shut up, Ooh. you. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jack there. Hughes. I mean, Jack the Devils Hughes. outside of losing tonight have looked very, very good. So yeah. I can expect another this, this great game, year out of them. Yeah, this game to tonight. This this game tonight against the Capitals was so weird. <clears throat> it was the only game on. It was on TNT after the crazy, you know, frozen frenzy that was yesterday where every team played. Um, Did you watch that, game. by the way? Watched what? The game tonight? The frozen frenzy? I did. How was it? I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I saw a lot of people said they got overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed for sure, just because there was so much happening. Um, and then the Ducks game was like right smack dab in the middle. I, of I didn't it. watch any of it. I just watched the Ducks game and then just watched. Well, it doesn't help that the Ducks game got postponed too. So yeah. it was technically yeah, supposed to Steve start. Steve called in the electrical <laughs> thing. Yeah. So the Frozen Frenzy was pretty cool. I, I I didn't watch. I didn't watch it the whole time. I did have it up on uh on an extra screen just to see like while the Ducks game was going, while there was like a commercial or stoppage in play, I would look down and. Um, kind of see what you know what highlights they were showing and stuff like that. But from what I saw, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought they did a really good job. Um, there really wasn't any like awkward transitions or anything like the NHL usually kind of gives us. You know, there's always that weird kind of like 
just awkwardness to everything that they do. Um, I thought it was planned very well. I thought Butchergrass and, and Kevin Weeks did a really good job. I thought it was it's definitely going to return. I I feel like, um, but I thought they knocked it out of the park for sure. But yeah, it was it was very overwhelming, at least for me. <laughs> there was just so much going on. I had the the the, the first game was Leafs Capitals on ESPN, and then like the Sabers started like forty five minutes later. So I flipped that on. And then I was trying to follow the Leafs game and see what was going on. Then the like uh, Frozen Frenzy started, and then the Ducks started like thirty minutes after that. And it's just like holy hell. And you're, you're just like, trying to I keep have to up allocate, with I have to allocate my time now somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, it, you know, it was the first time that they were doing that. So I kind of wanted to, you know, get a nice dose of it and see how it was. And it was just, there was just so much going on. You said this is the only time they're doing it this season? Uh, yeah. Just because kinda, all the like teams it was a bad day to do it because you had NBA opening night and then game seven of the uh, yeah National it was League a weird series yeah and i want to say i mean obviously the the schedule comes out well yeah for and the um, play it, well yeah baseball yeah. the baseball schedule you can't really do nothing about because yeah well and let's be real it's on brand for the nhl to shoot themselves in the foot a little bit and mm-hmm. like i'm hoping that they can do this again and it's like on a friday night or like a saturday yeah, just do it on Saturday for Hockey Night in North America. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Hockey Night in Canada. Because then at least Hockey the night. earlier at least the earlier starts would be a little bit easier too. Because like the first game. Well, you could do like a an eleven o'clock start exactly. on Saturday. It, yeah. It's acceptable because it's a weekend instead of yeah. like, okay, so there's gonna be a thousand people at the uh <laughs> at the Canucks Preds game at eleven AM. Like, yeah. But yeah, I liked it. It was fun. It seemed like it was overwhelmingly positive, um, mm-hmm. but I could definitely see it being overwhelming, especially with like at least that like half an hour to 45 minute stagger, like not really yeah. kind of allocating you time to like still keep up with the game you're watching. Yeah. But I mean, hey, it, it you know, props to them for trying stuff. I mean, we'll probably see more of it at some point, but for a, for a test run, I mean, the fact that Butchergrass was there the whole time and got through that whole night in one piece is impressive. You know, yeah. shout out Bucci. Yeah. Good stuff from ESPN. And that just, I think ESPN has taken such a huge step. Like I know the first year was kind of, kind of rocky and a lot of hockey fans are kind of upset. And I saw a lot of people wanting NBC back, which shut up. Yeah, no, you don't. Let's not do that. No, we, we don't. We, we don't need. We don't need fucking Jeremy Roenick telling no. some random ass story and Patrick yeah. Sharp being a fucking wooden puppet up there. Like, <laughs> and we don't even need though, playoff games put on the golf Keith channel. Jones back, even though Keith Jones is with the Flyers now, but yeah, we we don't, we don't need, need him back. We don't need Mike Milbury back. We don't need none of that back. We don't need playoff games getting pushed to the golf it, channel or it always, getting bumped for horse racing or something. Like, NBC's no. broadcast to me always felt very solemn. That's, like like you were like listening to people talk about a funeral. Like there was never <laughs> excitement. It was just yeah. always just like in so, let's happened, be honest. In period. TNT is old NBC. I mean yes, they but they have everyone. Yeah, but they the they definitely have brought a little more excitement though. They've there's changed more personality to it. Yeah, there's there more is. personality yeah. on TNT. They did but... a really good job getting the panel for TNT. Um, but yeah, just more proof with ESPN that 
I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say everything ESPN does with hockey is perfect, but you can tell the difference from year one of this seven year contract to this year, which is year three, and it's it's wonderful. Like especially with what they were able to pull off for the Frozen Frenzy, I thought it was great. So I mean, if they're already doing this this well with year three, I'm excited for you know four, five, six, and seven. That go that's same goes with with TNT. I feel like you know they're doing just as just as well, if not even better. So. I think the league is in a good spot TV wise. So <coughs> we're getting more eyes on the sport. So yes. that's all that matters. Um, sure. The NHL also came out with uh, something cool, a little tool called NHL edge now. So you can go in and look up uh, player stats and it kind of isolates their numbers for the year. Um, I tested it out. I looked up uh, Minchikov stats um, and it shows every area he's taking a shot so far this year apparently um, it it breaks down kind of like top speeds um where they're taking shots from the average you know in the percentile that they kind of rank amongst other players um it's a cool little thing but it's also still kind of rough um Mm -hmm. i know it reloaded on me like three times today so i was kind of annoyed by it the the folks in the crashed upon discord kind of said that it's useless so like it does it's it, it's cool but it's kind of it's useless. very basic um i kind of feel like they have the right I haven't idea, used it though. but like for an nhl thing it is very bare bones and just like okay it's it's baby's first like analytic program i would say <laughs> um which is cool i mean the fact that they're even doing that and and kind of having a tool like that certainly is going to bring more attention to stuff like that um it's going to make analytics a little I wouldn't say a little more tolerable, but you're kind of broadening that audience now of like, okay, like if you don't understand it, this is like a very simplified version of it. Yeah. Which I mean, Hey, they're at least trying, um, you know, I guess, uh, we'll completely shit on them now because, you know, we didn't really mention this when it happened, but it is worth mentioning. Um, they have rescinded their, two-week ban on uh the pride tape and what a fucking mess you know for every good thing the nhl does you know they they shoot themselves in the foot and take two steps back because they just can't get out of their own way Mm -hmm. it's annoying you know regardless of how you feel about it um you know we're not here to to say you have to agree with us um by any means, you know, hey, yeah. that's your choice. Um, but it's just, it, it was a dumb decision. Um, you know, I know Anson Carter tonight on the broadcast said that his uh, inclusion panel that he's a part of spoke with Batman and, you know, Bill Daly and Marty Walsh and all of them and told them what a stupid idea it was and <laughs> why they didn't agree with it. And, you know, he, he said, he made a point to say, you know, Gary puts the game first. And that's great. You know, we're never going to hear these conversations because there's a reason why the NHL always does this in private and always is very vague about this shit. I don't know. It's just like, it's. Why'd you even put it in place in the first place? You know, to say, oh, it's a distraction. We don't want the players to, to get flack for this, or we don't want it to be a distraction it's a pretty big distraction when you point out that it's a distraction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it's such a small little thing 
that affects nobody. It's mm-hmm. fucking hockey tape. Like, Literally you know, tape. you know, Travis Dermott is getting all the props in the world from everybody and rightfully yes. so because yes. he, you know, put his neck out on the line. Um, I know I do feel it was a little extreme for people to say he was expendable because he's on a one year deal with the Coyotes and all this. Mm-hmm. It's like he's an NHL player, regardless of what contract he's on. He's in the show and, you know, it's it's tough to say, oh, that guy's you know gonna get blackballed for it. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, it it takes a lot. I mean, he kind of could too, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, not to say that that person's wrong, but I mean, in the context of it, at some point, you knew the NHL was gonna bend the knee because yeah. so many people were outspoken about it. So many people were like, you know, and, and not that anybody was named of like you know certain players that said, oh, I'm no, I'm not gonna listen to it. But when you have players coming out and saying, like, I'm still going to support the things I support regardless if I wear it or not. Yeah. Just kind of it, it just kind of kicks dirt in the NHL's face of just like, oh, well, we're trying to do this to not bring attention to you guys. But sorry, you got to answer to this now. Like, yeah, <laughs> again, it's just the fucking oh NHL getting in its own way, you know, for for all we want to say of, oh, well, Gary cares about the game and he just wants to put the game first just stop being fucking stupid (laughs) like it's not that hard like it's really not if you're gonna push that this game is for everybody you know if you're gonna have initiatives of learn to play or there's things effort to be this dumb yeah exactly like (laughs) you know for all of the all the good faith you put into your communities of we're trying to make hockey accessible to everybody doing shit like that just (sighs) it's it's frustrating because it's like at that point it looks like you're doing it just so you get good pr Mm -hmm. you know so you can say oh well but you know we support the kids and the kids play and do you see what we posted on social media do you see yeah um (laughs) and you know a, a lot of the hypocrisy was pointed out of players posting pictures with the pride tape from just a season ago and the nhl commenting on their posts and mm-hmm. it's just like i get the the climate of the world this stuff's gonna happen but it's like you can't say that you're trying to prevent controversy and and all these different you know talking points by creating a talking point yeah you know but no sense we'll we'll leave it at that we don't have to get too much into it but you know you know it's funny that it lasted two weeks and of course (laughs) being the nhl it's a very vague oh we fucked up uh sorry guys uh it won't happen again kind of thing like it's not surprising but it's still annoying (laughs) very much so but yeah i guess we can end it just by saying shout out to travis Dermott because he pretty much got all of this going so love that for yep. him love that he's he he put himself out there to, to do that and that's it's great to see yeah uh lastly before we get into questions here we don't have to spend too much time on this but from chris johnson today uh it sounds like the decentralization of the draft is going to be a thing there is not a date put on it but he reported that in kind of preliminary talks, it seems like it's got a lot of uh, positive 
favor right now and teams really like the idea. So, you know, it is something to look forward to. Um, you know, Patrick made a great point. If you're going to start doing this, you know, it takes away the 20 minutes it takes the teams to get on stage. And personally, I, I mean, it is annoying. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of it. I think it takes away from the experience if you do away with it. But at the same time, I also think this streamlines the draft. And, you know, like I was starting to say, Patrick made a great point of it opens teams up more to do things surrounding the draft in their communities. So hopefully we see that, um, you know, locally, whether it's something like Brewery X doing a watch party or like if you open up the Honda Center and have everyone hang out in the arena and the team, you know, announces the picks live, like mm -hmm. that would be cool. Um, but there's no timetable just yet, but it sounds like it's uh, something that may happen here in the future. Yeah, I'm all for it. I so, don't need to. I don't need to hear the owner and general manager thank everyone and their mother for being <laughs> there. And just I don't. I don't need to hear it. It'll Enough. definitely uh, get some of the the old hockey heads saying that you know it's ruining the sanctity of the sport. Yeah. You know the good old boy auction is being ruined, but. <laughs> Like if you added time, if you added the time for all the general managers who who thank everybody, there probably probably be a good twenty minutes that that's is just wasted on that. Yeah, a full period of hockey. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. No more, no more. <laughs> Streamline. Well, thank you. We're we're pushing an almost an hour thirty already. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we should probably get to questions. We'll fly to questions. Um. And then, you know, depending on how I lay out this episode, either this is at the end or this is right <laughs> before we cut over to Billy. So uh, keep you on your toes. Yeah. You if don't you hear know. this at the end, you know, you made it to the end. If not, you know. Whatever Jake's feeling. <laughs> you're, you're getting ready to listen to Billy. Either way, <laughs> we're getting into some questions. So, as always, we will start with our Hockey 365 topic, and today it is on the topic of offsides, because there is one narrative uh, that will always be present in present-day hockey. It is always whether offsides is effective or not, or mm -hmm. at least the review. Mm -hmm. So, he asks, is it at all bizarre to you guys that the NHL has a blue line angle that they use for reviews, but teams aren't allowed to see? And the example he provided was from opening night, there was a play challenge for offsides and an angle that was used in the review that no one got to solve that influenced the call. It is very weird. I don't understand what the point of that is. Like you should, I think the team should be able to see it. If not the fans, at least the teams. So for no one, I don't know. Like, what do you, what, what do you, what are you doing? Like, if it's going to be there and it's available, you need to show it. And we need to see what the hell the call is and why you made that call. Especially if it's integral to the the game. Like, yes. you would think that, you know, they wouldn't get in their own way. But my little rant a couple minutes ago didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't you know, say it loud enough. The NHL yeah. likes making things hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. um, it is weird, but... 
it's on brand <laughs> we can't we can't Definitely sit back and, and say that it's it's weird that the nhl does this but it certainly would make the process i think a lot more a lot easier you know mm-hmm. teams are able to see that but I don't know. I guess it's not meant to be. The NHL has to <laughs> has to play Wizard of Oz here and yeah, you know, be the only ones that get to see. I bl- yeah, blame Toronto. Yep. I saw a picture. Uh, do you guys follow Chris Creamer on Twitter? He's like the yes. logo. Yeah, I guy. do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Someone tweeted at him last night because there was a situation room play. I think in the Boston. It was when they called back Bedard's goal last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the screens still had the old Ottawa Senators like logo from like 2017. Really, like their logo for their game. Mm-hmm. And the guys like really like they don't have an updated logo in the Situation <laughs> Room. Like, how hard is it to just have someone like put that in? Like, yeah, it's simple. They've used that logo before. Like, it's ex- yeah. it exists. What the hell? I think that's just kind of that epitomizes yeah. Yeah, how they, inept the NHL is sometimes. They sure have. I just pulled it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look how long it took them for the even just to switch the Ducks logo on a lot of things to just the D by itself. Because yeah. they always use that script, the Ducks script logo. Um, it was on everything for the longest time, even when like the primary logo was switched to just the web Wait, by itself. Th- this picture has it has the old Senators logo, but they updated the Bruins logo. Well, oh, yeah, that, that was the thing that was pointed out was they have yeah. the right Bruins logo, but they yeah. can't be fucked to put the right Senators <laughs> logo. Like, like, come on, what the heck? Uh, Weirdos. Well, I don't think we had too many actual questions to ask. I know um, we had some that were specific to Billy, uh, so you'll hear those in his portion of the episode. But we will start with Patrick because this is also on the topic of review. And he says, we can all agree the way offsides are handled sucks, right? Because what are your solutions to make them less tedious, or do we just scrap them altogether? Hmm. Uh I feel like they should stay 100%, you know, yeah. because there are a lot of really good teams in the NHL at spotting reviews. I know the Leafs have like a really good, like, recent record of reviews where like they're perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, all of their challenges have been correct. Yeah. Um, I would say showing the, the angle that we don't have would certainly make things a lot easier. Yeah. But I feel like if it drags out, Say it drags out past like five minutes. Yeah, we get another comeback on Catella scenario where they sit for five minutes and discuss what had happened. You see mm-hmm. every angle, you know, you see Kessler get cross-checked 17 <laughs> times in the Talbot and, <laughs> you know, uh, continue to be cross-checked on top of him, um, which is what happened. Let's all be real. Yes. Um, Grow up. I feel, I feel like at some point, if the review has taken long enough, it's just whatever was called on the ice. Yeah. If you can't get it in five minutes or less, it, yeah. it you stick with the call on the ice. Because if it's yeah, going to be... be that inconclusive, why waste everyone's time? Yeah, that, that, that would be interesting if they had like a, a challenge like clock. Um, 
that'd be interesting. But yeah, like five minutes. You got five minutes to figure this out. If not, then it's clearly inconclusive and we just move on. I actually, I would like that. That's actually kind of cool. Agreed. Because they it does kill the game a lot. And it's just a lot of just sitting around. Everyone's waiting. The reps are just chilling there and nothing's being done. And we're being shown like only one replay of it because we don't have the the view that they have so we're looking at the same thing and we're seeing the snack bar cam for some reason you know <laughs> yeah. we're seeing what the cash <laughs> register sees like. yeah i mean i do like that they are, have tried to limit the challenges the offside challenges by making that team uh get a penalty if they lose that challenge i do like that rule i like how they brought that um but yeah, I kind of like that. I I would like something like that, like a clock, like a countdown. I think that'd be a, an interesting way to to go about it. Well, I, I think the big thing with me is like, if you don't have a definitive answer from like all, all like all eyes on the situation, like obviously the refs see something different than the situation room. Mm-hmm. It just it, like it muddies that water because then you're having the refs second guess themselves like, oh, well, OK, did we miss this or are what we we're seeing correct? Like because a lot is lost in the cameras, mm-hmm. you know, the cameras can only see so much um, again. You know, this also could be fixed by maybe having more angles available. Um, you know, obviously, you can't just litter the boards just with cameras <laughs> everywhere. Um <laughs> that it adds its cameras now yeah but like (laughs) you know i I don't know i feel like at that point it does a disservice to the teams because you're killing momentum for either the team that scored you know you're killing momentum for the team that scored or you're just completely you know fucking over the team that's issuing the challenge Mm -hmm. like i i don't know it just i feel like we get one of those every season where it's just like the announcers are bored. The players are skating around waiting. The fans are cheering or booing. And there's like, nothing's happening. It's just yeah. like, get it over with already. Like if you're going to, you know, if you're going to fuck us over, fuck us over. Yeah. Like just, just, just make it. the break, just <laughs> cut it clean. Just yeah. be done with it. Just hurt me already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts, Lou, or are you, you kind of on the same page, buddy? I agree. <clears throat> Well, do you agree with our uh, pal Duck Duck statement of, or question rather, of is Jack Hughes the best player in the NHL? No, Pavic Minchkov. Minch- <laughs> he's number two, though. Jack, currently, Jack Hughes is. He's on fire. I would, I would say he is entering that top 10. Oh, man. He's, he's on a when People thought yeah. he was a bust. Yeah. All because he was, or was a that, small was little that guy. A dingle, he sure. I, I feel both. like both of them got that mm, treatment. Pretty sure both of them did. Yeah. But yeah, Jack Hughes is like on another planet right now. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. He's yeah, definitely he's, one he's, of the best. He's he's pretty good. Our last one. Uh, oh wait, no, I, I have I have Haley's, and then I didn't add Ryan's to the note, so I'll have to read Ryan's from Twitter. <laughs> Uh, But Haley's, she said, if you were a teacher and realized you absolutely weren't prepared for the day and needed to distract your students in some way, what NHL player would you bring in and why to help distract your class? Uh, 
Probably Troy Terry because I feel like he would have his shit together. <laughs> he he would he would he would he would cook up something productive. You feel like he'd have a lesson plan ready? Yeah. He's, he's just always he just always has a lesson plan ready for he when seems he needs responsible to be enough upon. to to do that. He does give <laughs> off teacher vibes. Yeah. I'll say Jeff Skinner. Just do karaoke, play high school Karaoke. I just feel like he's still a kid. Like, for some reason, when I see him, I still see him as the guy that the Hurricanes drafted. Like, I feel like he hasn't aged. (laughs) So I still feel like he's, like, 18, 19 years old. Um, And I I don't know, just the vibes he gives off, especially with his goal song being, like, high school musical and stuff. Like, I don't (laughs) know. I just feel like he would be what the kids would need. (laughs) I feel like he could really kill some time. I feel like TJ Oshie would be a good one. Because that's he gives off like PE teacher vibes. That's so, like, a good you one. You could yeah. always do like class outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. She's a good one. Lou just was sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sure. I don't know. <laughs> well, our last one. We have our squeak of the week from our good pal Ryan. Squeak. And squeak. this week, uh, kind of a, a music themed one uh i gotta say ryan's really good with these this was a good one he this is. week said been on an eagles kick so leo has been running down the road ducks trying to manage his game load seven draft picks on their minds take it easy said idios mio what is the most tiresome sports argument slash topic y'all are sick of uh Taylor Swift being at NFL games, enough. Stop showing her, please. Enough. Stop it. Don't care. Show it on TMZ. Go away. Show it on TMZ. TMZ does have a sports thing, so I guess they could do it on there, huh? They, they could probably do it have. on there. They probably I'm have. trying to watch football. I don't care about Travis Kelsey's love life. <laughs> it, it has no bearing on my life whatsoever. Don't care. Please stop. Thank you. I was honestly trying to think. <laughs> trying to think of a good answer for this and i was having a hard time and i don't have anything against taylor swift i just enough don't care about other people's relationships yeah lou is putting his foot down on this i, I just don't care lou has had it <laughs> you got one jake um i mean the obvious one right now is the whole i mean we've seen it since the summer the carlson fantilli Buyer oh, right. remorse. Oh, why didn't they draft him? Yeah, that's a good one. That was annoying. Um, if I had to say like any other sport, I'm kind of over the Astros or cheaters thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's still always fuck the Astros, like they're a division <laughs> rival of the Angels. I mean, not that the Angels ever play meaningful baseball. I don't mm. know, like those memes kind of ran its course. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like that narrative just is over. Like they proved that they could win without cheating last year, and and they're just a good ball club. Like I don't know. I still laugh at them when they lose, but the people that still hold a grudge all the way back to 2017 still kind of just like, yeah, it's over and done with. It happened. It's mainly from Yankee fans that I still see upset about that. So I mean, it kind of, you know makes sense that they're hanging on to it because they hang on to championships they won you know before half their fan base was alive yeah 
don't know. Those are my two big ones right now. I guess, I guess mine would be that the everyone always complaining that the draft NHL draft lottery is rigged. Um, that it's one's kind rigged. of annoying. They have now, video every single showing year showing you that it's not yeah. rigged. Every I mean, I agree year. that they should show it live. They should show them picking the ping pong balls live. Yeah, so that you, wouldn't hurt. Just, just so you could just rule out the it's rigged rumors, allegations out. <laughs> that feeling yeah. when you beat the it's rigged allegations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> show it live. <laughs> and plus it would make for better TV. Yeah. Instead of just... Some dude with glasses flipping a card. <laughs> Holding the Ducks logo upside down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, that's probably my, I guess that's that's my big one. Just be that giraffe lottery is rigged. And then I guess another one would be so many, so many fans, especially I've seen this more often, or at least more, I've seen it lately with uh, Ducks fans. And the constant... Um, complaining that referees are always against our team, or they're yeah. specifically against like southern market teams. It's like, please stop! Like, it's just like sometimes I feel it's just like too that's much. something that's never gonna go away. Though, not, just yeah, because everyone's not. like they're employed by the league and the league's based here, and yeah. that means that you know, sadly, that's gonna be around. Yeah, that's about it, though. Well, I mean, I think that's it. Like um, we covered all of our bases, unless you want to fire off something before we take off, Lou. Uh, yeah, shout out to the Texas Rangers, our Texas Rangers. Uh, power. Power, powered them through to the World Series. They, they got were, taken higher. They were, in fact, taken higher. I'm, I'm rooting for them. I mean, sorry, Chris. I, I won't be disappointed if, if Arizona wins, but... Yeah. Rangers have Creed on their side, and that means a lot to me. <laughs> I'm glad they <laughs> and, and they have Bruce Brochy, too. I but... never, uh, you never struck me as a religious man, Lou. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to be taken to a place with golden streams. <laughs> you know, it's funny, you know, I guess to end on, on, on that, Scott Stapps always said that their music wasn't like religion based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's come out in interviews and said, "Yeah, I don't know where people got that opinion." It's like, I mean, he's mm-hmm. religious, but I mean, some of their songs, like uh, "My Own Prison," that that's a religious song. Yeah, I mean, there's bands. I mean, Audio Slave had some some songs that were kind of like tapped into faith, but I wouldn't strike. You know, they don't strike me as a religious band. Not gonna lie though, I'm getting kind of tired of listening to Higher. <laughs> Creed has other good songs you could play. I'm just glad that we were able to post the video yesterday. The flying the bald man. Yeah, for the oh, second time. Man. We need more. <laughs> we hopefully we get to post that more often this season. But I just yeah, hope that's... they. I hope they go back to the Thanksgiving <laughs> halftime show and do another <laughs> halftime show. Do it for the culture. Strike the irons while they're hot. Yeah, gotta. yeah, you, you gotta. I, yeah, they, I think I think they were at one of the Ranger games. Were in they the, in the in the championship series? Yeah, nice. I think they either threw out the first pitch or just like did a show before the game or something. Hmm. 
I know they've had sing-alongs at at, at their ballpark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember you sending one of those videos, I believe, to the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We did um release our first ever LAP power rankings. If you want to go check that out on our socials, you can tell and, us we're wrong. We... Yeah, go tell us if uh, if we're we're really wrong and we're stupid. Um, or if you agree. Um, I just okay. told them my power rankings is whatever the top ten teams are. Because I, I have no idea what's going on with the um, rest of the league right now. I, I won't go through the whole list, but I will say, because uh, you can go check it out. Um, the Coyotes are on it. We do have the Coyotes on there. We have the Coyotes. We have the Senators on there and the Red Wings. We do not have the Oilers, which is weird. I thought the Oilers would be there. but Just say, um, just say one through ten. I mean, it'll take ten seconds. All right, Lou. I'll do that for you. Okay, so... <laughs> All right, so we had the Golden Knights at one, uh, Avalanche at two, Bruins at three, Stars at four, Wings at five, Canucks six, Senators seven, Rangers at eight, Maple Leafs at nine, and the Coyotes at ten. We're going to do a top ten um, every week. Um, hopefully, I can get in the habit of posting it on Mondays. That's usually when power rankings come out, so I kind of want to be on top of that and get our stuff in maybe uh, Sunday night to ITR and uh, they can whip up the graphic for us. Shout out to ITR uh, inside the rink, Connor, Connor green uh, for making this cool graphic for us. But um, yeah, those are our top 10 as of now. And I already, since we released this want to switch up some teams because I think the the Red Wings are already too low. <laughs> At yeah, <laughs> that, that one, I, I would say that one didn't age very well because they, they've been playing a lot better. <laughs> yeah, so next week, the Wings will most likely make a nice little jump. But um, but yeah, other than that, that is all for at least part one. Promo code of, lap. Of episode 59. 714, yeah. shift, talkie, lap 10. Uh, <laughs> go to Noble L Works. Noble yeah. L Works. And say um, LAP sent you. Sent you. Late arrival sent you. Get you a, get you a beer. And you, know, I, I won't uh, keep everyone on their toes. We'll, we'll keep this before Billy. So just to, okay. just to keep it simple. Okay. All right. So yeah. So um, uh, make sure you're following all of us here. Um, well, since we're gonna do Billy, right? We can just end it, and I'll do yeah. this at the end of the Billy stuff. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to do it here too. Uh, we can just yeah. Let's 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 throw it to Billy right now. We'll, we'll just we'll just say goodbye for now. Yeah, goodbye. Part say one. Say goodbyes is done. later. Yeah. Bye. We'll see you. Welcome back. I guess uh, night two. This, I think <laughs> the first time in a while we've uh, had to do a two-parter, but uh, you know the spirits are high because uh, I mean I don't think we were very high on them winning last night when we talked, but no, and we. Get to mention that the Ducks won the game we thought they were going to lose, and we have a guest for a third time ever on lap. So you know, <laughs> we're uh, we're very happy to welcome Billy Zegris on. You know, thanks Billy for uh, Zegris taking some time. This has been a long time coming. I think since like June <laughs> we've been talking about yeah. this <laughs> at least. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited to be here. And yeah, it was a while ago. You guys reached out and. Uh, Trevor saw him sign his contract, so I was like, eh. Yeah. You have the best, best look for me to go on the podcast yet. <laughs> and, I mean, we we totally understood because, you know, it's 
it, it definitely would be a little weird to be like, oh, hey, a family member's on a Ducks podcast. Wonder, wonder what's going on here. And yeah. The, yeah. the Ducks, uh, Ducks uh, people on the uh, credential side of things uh, don't tend to, to, to care for that very much. So, I mean, you really yeah. could have you really could have hopped on and pretended that you had all this insider info though. You could have just rolled with it. You would have been on uh, a bunch of Instagram pages. I'm sure with some, with some hot takes. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's like the last thing I want though. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got no desire to throw my name in any ring that I don't yeah. belong in. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's great to be here guys. I'm really, really appreciative for having me on and uh, excited to, uh, Talk about UCLA hockey, whatever else comes up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can start there. You know, you can tell the people a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, I saw elite prospects said junior ducks. Go junior ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was uh that was Pini Quebec actually. So it was only like like six or eight games. Um when I was uh I was in Peewee's uh and actually just moved to San Diego and then um with Michael back here. So the Ducks had a bid and I played on their team for that. Um, but I still got the jersey. I actually had worn it to a, a few games at the Honda Center before. People were always like, what the hell are you wearing? It's like, the number nine, <laughs> number nine jersey with zeros on the back. Like, yeah. Where, where'd you get that? Like, why are you wearing Paul Korea's number? And I'm like, it's oh, a long man. story. It's, just, it's great. It's a great jersey though. <laughs> like, hey man, I'm just trying to get a beer. I'm just trying to take a piss. I'm not going to explain this to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I actually, my, me and my girlfriend have gone to a couple of games and, and she she wore the jersey once and I went to take a piss and she was in line getting us hot dogs and beer and a guy was like, oh my God, like this is a sick jersey and like ended up buying us our, our drinks and our food, which was great. So oh, I, nice. My plan here, henceforth, never I'm going to a Ducks game and I'm going to have either her or myself wear that jersey and see what happens. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I did a little a little research on on good old elite prospects you know <laughs> prep school and then uh ucla uh tell us a little bit about the the experience kind of going going up the ladder a little bit yeah i mean so i mean i was i born and raised in the east coast um darian connecticut played from fairfield which is the same program that trev played for uh his his, his father my uncle still runs it um but he was on that team with the ones so like spencer knight him uh and much other guys who are now gone on to play d1 hockey or, or in the nhl and so i played for them the 99 team uh until i was like a peewee and then my family moved to san diego so i moved out to san diego played for the junior goals um for a couple of years um then you know played for the junior ducks and peewee quebec and Went back to the East Coast eventually, um, went to boarding school, uh, went to Berkshire, um, which was a great experience. And then, you know, three years there and, uh, you know, college came around. And I got into UCLA, which was like crazy. I was like, hell yeah, like this is, I'm going <laughs> to do this for sure. Um, so I went to UCLA and uh, they had a club hockey team. And I mean, I played hockey since I, I can walk pretty much. So course it was kind of going to play club hockey there and um it's just a great experience to be able to play hockey in college first of all uh and then you know play hockey at a place like ucla where uh your life isn't really that or not really um controlled by playing ice hockey but you get the whole experience of college and going to a yeah. great school like that but also you get to you know in your free time play meaningful hockey games which is a really really fun thing to do um 
So yeah, played freshman year, sophomore year, uh, and then junior year we had COVID. So didn't play that season. Then my senior year uh, was a farewell tour. And um, it was just, it was just a really great, great time. And uh, the team there is, it's in really good hands right now. And um, it was cool for me to be able to see where the team was my freshman year to where it is now. It's like night and day almost. Um, I think a lot of that, you know, looking at silver linings coming out of COVID, a lot of that was due to the time that we had not playing. Uh, we had, mm-hmm. you know, backlog of guys coming to the school who were really good at really good recruits. We had time to fundraise. We had time to kind of, you know, sit down and review the operation side of the program. And um, I think it's really worked out uh, for, for the program right now. I mean, they've gone to regionals, you know, a couple of years back to back. They're undefeated this year. And just for comparison, my freshman year, we didn't win a game until like late January or February. Oh, um, <laughs> and we had, and we struggled to fill the roster up and um, like, it was really, it was tough. And it's not like it was a lack of, of effort on anyone's part. It was just the program was in a completely different place. So to see the progression from when I was an 18 year old freshman to, to where it is right now has been really cool to see. And uh, I think it is really special to you know, have that progress be made at such a large, you know, university like UCLA. And, you know, it's kind of promising to see where it could go from there. So um, just super, super proud of my time there and really excited to see where the, where the program can go. Yeah. It's, it's really cool seeing, uh, seeing how much it's grown just over the last few years, just as like a, an outsider following it. Cause I mean, I'm in, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, so we have D1 here, you know, ASU and everything. And um, I'm really hoping that, Southern California or all of California can get D one hockey soon. That's like the only level of hockey missing in California. So hopefully, hopefully soon. Um, not really yeah. sure like how how far away. Like if that's even is it I close? I think it's I think it's closer than a lot of people think. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the debates that you see online about it, um, kind of miss the point and what it really comes down to is the effort being put in on the ground by guys who run these teams. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, if that's also helped out by just larger you know, momentum and the fact that like USC has a team and we have a team, right? And those are two of the biggest names in college athletics in general. And now we're going into the Big Ten. So that that gives you nationwide just momentum from a name brand you know, aspect of it. And these teams just keep getting better year after year. The social media keeps getting better year after year. The alumni connections get better year after year. And um, it all kind of snowballs. Um, and I think that the growth can be exponential for sure. Um, I do think division one college hockey is closer than a lot of people uh, really realize. And I think when you saw ASU go D1, it happened, you know, after a few years of really stellar results in the ACHA, going yeah. to the national championships. You know, I don't know if they, I don't know uh, which ones they won or if they if they won any national championships as a club team. But um, the success they had at the club level then brought in a lot of my donations, and they had that, bit, that one big donation uh, that propelled them to the NCAA Division One status. So I think that's what a lot of schools are waiting for. Um, yeah, it's just for someone to step in and you know, make that first big commitment, uh, financially. Um, like you look at like Oregon and Washington and USC and UCLA and Berkeley and and San Diego state, like these schools have those donors, uh, they're out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just a matter of, you know, continual momentum, the league's getting better. The hockey's getting better. People can travel more now. People are fundraising more, which is great. They can travel around the country and play better teams. Um, 
better hockey players are going to these schools. Like, I think there's a lot of momentum and uh, I don't think it's that far off. Yeah. I mean, I mean just... we're, we're seeing a lot more college players get drafted year in, year out. So, yes. I mean, I think college hockey as a whole is kind of gaining a little more momentum. I mean, to your point of it's just needing that, that steam to still kind of carry it to that next level out here. I mean, you look at what the club game is now for like the younger kids and going in into those higher levels, like, you know, I've worked around hockey parents and hockey in general, the last, you know, four or five years. And it's just, I mean, the commitment to it out here, you wouldn't expect because there's just so many sports you can play year round. And I mean, the parents that are really serious about it, you know, are really into it and you know it's great to see that you know at the, that kind of like lowest level with like the younger kids coming up you know hockey's becoming a thing here like it's it's not just kind of the oh you know you can play this in the, the summer you can play this in the winter like hockey's year-round around here and i don't think a lot of people see that just because california is not the traditional you know hockey place mm-hmm. yeah definitely and i have um like one of my best friends who's actually my my roommate right now we work together now. I met him when I moved to San Diego the first time. Uh, he played hockey, grew up in California his entire life. And I know the, the community down there is uh, it's really pa- it's small for sure compared to like the East Coast, but they're super passionate about it. And like in his situation, when he was a U16, like he was driving from San Diego, Grand Bernardo, up to Anaheim to play for the Junior Ducks, Jeez. you know, three, four times a week for practices and games after school. Mm-hmm. So like, to your point, like, yeah, it's like there's the kids are like incredibly dedicated to it and it is a year round thing. And, uh, you know, I think, I think the state of California also, if you look at the numbers, like the amount of kids they send to play division one hockey, they're like one of the top five, I think easily yeah. states in terms of just pure numbers. So, um, it, all the pieces are in place for, for division one hockey to, to come out West. It's just a matter of, uh, I honestly think it's, you know, if you, if university of Arizona does it pretty soon, which it looks like they are, and the dominoes just start falling. Yeah. And now people are, people are going to be like, okay, yeah, we got to get to one team now. Yeah. And some of the, some of the names that have come through, uh, ASU hockey now, they got, you know, they had Josh Doan and they had a, they had a Niedemeyer there, you know, just some already like well-known hockey names. And I just think that's awesome. And I would love to see that in California very soon. And, you know, maybe uh, watch out Canada, you know, California's taking a big step, you know, maybe, I mean, hey, don't want to piss off Canadians, but maybe we will. Yeah, and a lot of those kids, a lot of kids from California and like the the West Coast in general go play in the WHL too when mm-hmm. they get the chance. Yep. So, yeah, I can, I can see that uh, that dynamic playing out over the next <laughs> few years that WHL versus West Coast college hockey would be pretty cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I I think the question everybody probably asks you a lot, so we'll we'll ask it early here. Is it is it tough having a family member in the NHL? I mean, I, I we're talking about you know leaving and people seeing the Zegers jersey and buying you guys drinks and stuff, but you know, what, what's that experience like having you know Trevor being the the personality is in the league? Like, what is what does that mean to you as as a relative? Um, it's been, I think first and foremost, just, it's, it's an incredible experience. And I know like, obviously for him, it means something totally different than it means for me or my brothers, his cousins, you know, et cetera. But, uh, just, to have a, be able to experience part of that has been un- unbelievable. Um, and, you know, 
you take every success that he has really like to heart and take every failure to heart and um I don't for me being like I, I've played hockey my entire life so it's uh it's just really special to see him play in the NHL like it's a really hard feeling to play in the words it's like like Jesus like this is heck this happens you know <laughs> yeah. like, every kid's dream to play in the NHL now he's so so close to someone who does play in the NHL like it's really cool um but the flip side of that coin is also like you know, he is like the face of the league. Not, he's not the face of the league. That's an incorrect statement, but he is a very marketable player. Yeah. Uh, he gets a lot of airtime, um, for better or for worse. <laughs> uh, you know, so that's something you try to deal with. Like, just put emotions aside. Like, no, people are always going to say what they're going to say, whether yeah. it's a positive comment or a negative comment. Like, and it doesn't really affect me, my personal life, or him, or his personal life. So, like, it's kind of like God tune it out. Um, but I think just, you know, it's just such a special thing to see him be able to watch him on TV every night when he comes out to the East Coast. I live in New York, like, or I live in Connecticut, but when he comes out to New York, plays Islanders and the Rangers, to be able to see him play in person, like, it's it's unreal, um, <laughs> honestly. And, uh, you know, I'm just really happy that he's, I think just that he's made here at all is, is amazing. And whatever he does from here on going forward, it's just all incremental to the yeah. fact that, you know, he didn't make it. Um, and you know, he's got a chance to you know, be able to say like, "Hey, I played, I played in the NHL." I'm like, that's a real thing. Like, it's crazy. I mean, I, we yeah, still we can't believe he's on the Ducks. Honestly, <laughs> like a, a player like that, you know what he what he brings to the ice and his his dynamic and just his creativity is crazy to have. Like, we're able to watch him on a nightly basis. That's just nuts. Yeah. No, it's uh, but it's cool for me because I was in college when he got drafted. So like. I was, I was I was pretty close by. I could see a lot of his yeah. games, but like, um, I just know how much it also means. To like, now I mean, like my parents, my grandparents, his grandparents, uh, his parents too. Like, for everyone in our family, be able to see him. Like, it's a it's a big point of like pride, and uh, um, I think I think his the the his being in the NHL like extends well beyond him in terms of the pride people take in it. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, how much in me and so uh it's just really cool just to, the fact that he got there in the first place you know anything else he does <laughs> it's yeah. all just an add-on yeah it's a it's more of a plus at the end of the day because it's just to say he made it's you know the the big part of it yeah um and i just i remember seeing a picture um i think that's when i first um found out about you billy uh i saw a picture floating around on Twitter, I think it was of uh, Trevor at one of your. It was like after one of your games, and he was taking. He took a picture with you, and I'm like, "Oh, there's another. There's another Zegers." <laughs> like, well, I didn't realize how many there were. So I yeah. just I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. Like he was able to go see you play at UCLA. Yeah, that was awesome. We were playing. We played at Great Park. We played. Uh, uh, we played Cal State Fullerton. I think at Great Park. My, my senior year. Um, I got him and Jamie to come out and watch the game because we lived together at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was actually in between, I think, the second and third periods. Okay. So I remember looking up in the stands, people are starting to like, realize I think he was in there watching. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't go run out and get a picture with him. Like, this, <laughs> And I wasn't even thinking, like, hey, I'm going to get a picture because I want a picture with him. I was like, this can be great for UCLA hockey social media. So yeah, like, there to you stick go. Around real quick. I'm going to run out, get a picture with you in the jersey on. I'm like, that'd be good to go. And of course, we put it all over social media. <laughs> and, uh, I <laughs> uh, got the UC, got the UCLA hockey team, a lot of followers, so that was awesome. There um, you go. 
yeah, there's a lot of Zegerses. Uh, I, yeah. have, I have four. I have four little brothers. Uh, Trevor has a little brother and a little sister. Um, and then we have you know, cousins. Uh, we have my our our father's little sister has two kids as well, or three kids, two sons and a daughter. So they're they're not Zegerses, but they're they're part of the family here. So just yeah. a lot of us running around playing ice hockey. <laughs> It's it's funny that you you brought that up, Chris, because uh, two of my good friends that I play like beer league with got pictures with Trevor at, at that game because they oh, were there really? watching one of our buddies that we play you know adult league with because he's on Cal State Fullerton. Oh, okay. So I remember they were posting about it, and they were like, "Yeah, we just came to watch Benny play, and Trevor was here, so." <laughs> We were just trying to be respectful as possible, and he he was cool enough to take a picture with us. Just like, holy shit, man! Like, that's a big deal, you know? Yeah. It was. Uh, I think Jamie was there, Drysdale, and I think he just kind of like snuck by, like snuck out before people kind of realized who he was. <laughs> was <just> hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love Jim though. Uh, the the next thing I was gonna ask, you know, does does Trevor being a duck automatically make you guys ducks fans as his family? Or you know, we we're talking a little bit about you're watching the Ranger game uh, when we hopped on. Do you still keep you know allegiances for other teams? Yeah, I. The only reason I bring it up is I know the internet always makes a weird point about like, you know, oh, well, he was a fan of this team growing up, and you know, does the family still support that? You know, there is a weird conversation of oh well, why is Ty Domi wearing hab stuff when Max was on the habs and it's like that's his kid like but like what, what do you mean <laughs> yeah uh no I mean we've all been Rangers fans our whole lives um I will always be a Rangers fan but like I think that it comes down to like the Rangers playing the Ducks in Stanley Cup finals and Trevor was on the Ducks I mean we're in the Ducks jersey we're yeah. the Ducks to win um but yeah, like we're, we're all just Rangers. Like we grow up around here on the East Coast. Like we're we're Rangers through and through. Um, but yeah, we always like I watch almost every Ducks game um, that I can when it's not too late. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun. I mean, it's a great fan. It's a great fan base. It's a great team to watch. Like I actually have a lot of fun watching the games. Um, so I'm not I'm not mad about it by any means. And <laughs> the great thing too is the Rangers and the Ducks never overlap. So it's yeah, really yeah. not like a conflict of interest in any in any way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'd be different if he was playing on the East Coast and you're having to root against the Rangers because he's playing against the Rangers on, you know, like, yeah. say it was like a devil or, you know, a team like that, you know, or an Islander. Like yeah, something like the Flyers, the Islanders, the Devils, <laughs> and like, I might have to, I wouldn't have an answer for you. I have to do some soul searching, honestly, but uh, it'd be a much different, different situation. So you, you're all Rangers, huh? Like no one, no one in there is an Islanders fan. No one. Uh, my, well, our, my brother robert uh he's i think he's a bit of a king's fan um but i always make fun of him i think he, he i think he's a bandwagoner because when mm-hmm. he went to california when they won the cup in 2012 yeah. when they beat the rangers in the cup oh geez but actually i have a personal issue with that the fact that he's kind of a king's <laughs> fan but i think he's got yeah. a full circle to the rangers which is good um, okay <laughs> but there was a weird period of time when he was champ for the kings and i was like dude like this That's... is not a yeah. that's pretty ugly that's pretty ugly just like where <laughs> where did this come from this this isn't you <laughs> well, so talk- oh, go no ahead, go Chris. ahead okay i was just gonna say like ucla um where do they play now i know that it's called like the cube yeah that's up in santa clarita 
Okay. Okay. I was just wondering because I thought I've always thought it was weird that USC plays at like Anaheim Ice. Yeah, they so we like they play forty five minutes south. We play forty five minutes north. Um, yeah, it's just a dynamic of the availability of ice in the Los Angeles area. Yeah. honestly, um, and you know, funding for the club, ice time, it's expensive. You try to find the best situation for your team. Um, and we're pretty lucky that you know we found the cube. It's it's a straight up, it's a straight shot up to four or five for the team, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's a little bit of a haul, especially, you know, if we have a game at like 5 p.m. Like, of course, there's gonna be traffic. But yeah. um the great facility, they have a great sheet of ice there. They have two, they have two sheets of ice, but the one that we play on, like it's it's well maintained with a locker room there. And the community is incredibly supportive, like the town, the city, and every like there's a bunch of a ton of UCLA alumni who up in the valley coming oh, nice. like, so. Um, it's a really a situation for us and, uh, you know, couldn't be happier that we, we got, got to move up there. Um, so but yeah, just, a, just a, a product of the fact that ice time is crazy expensive in, in Los Angeles. And ranks are very yeah. Hard to buy. yeah. Those, uh, those, uh, $600 for an hour, uh, slots are pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> I know working at your Belinda, our, our, our fee was always a little less because the quality of the ice. Um, but still, you know, like that fight five, $600 range for an hour is just brutal, but that's just, again, it goes back to the fact that it's such a thing nowadays that ice is so hard to get with all the club hockey that happens. Just, yeah, they have to price it that way because it turns away people. From yeah. taking up those, you know, those precious, precious ice slots. Um, I don't know how I don't know how USC does it or like LMU does it, but we only practice at UCLA once a week. Um, in some weeks, we practice twice a week if we have, you know, depending on the schedule of the games that weekend. But because ice is so expensive, like if you play hockey at a school out east, you know, you can practice four times a week for what it costs for us to practice one time a week. Mm. um so it's a big it's a big limiting factor and i hope yeah. that you know one day that price does come down and makes it a little more affordable or or the opposite happens and we can put more money towards ice time but um yeah just restricted by the budget for sure yeah well, i guess we can uh switch gears here a little bit uh you got to represent team greece play in the the latum cup i think is how they pronounce is that how they pronounce it or is it latum 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 um, I honestly didn't know that that was a thing. Um, like, you know, I've seen it in passing, like the, like I saw pictures and stuff from when I was looking it up. Um, what was that experience? Like. It was good. I actually didn't know it was a thing either till like <laughs> April of this year. Um, but I don't know if you guys know. So that is a great experience. It was awesome. I had a mm-hmm. great time. It was in Fort Lauderdale and my parents and my little brothers now live in uh, Palm beach gardens florida so it was i just got I went to go home for a week pretty yeah. much to take a little vacation um but i don't know if you guys know that uh account on instagram puck empire yeah yeah he, he was on so, your team <laughs> yeah so his name is panos um he's very greek um <laughs> he's very integral in the organization uh, execution of that whole that whole event uh for team greece um he reached out to me um he was like hey like you know you you uh you're greek right and i was like yeah i'm like half greek so uh, it's like you want to play for the heritage team and i was like yeah absolutely sign me up so um 
kind of feel like an imposter almost because a lot of <laughs> the team were incredibly Greek, like spoke Greek, yeah, tattoos with Greek on them. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I've been to Greece before, which is something that I haven't done either. Uh, so I'm kind of like a fraud Greek almost, but you know, <laughs> the Greek blood, I've had, I have half Greek blood, so like I qualified for the team and, um, we went down there and couldn't ask for a greater group of guys. Like we bonded very quickly. Um, we got to play some really cool teams. Like we played Lebanon, Mexico, Argentina. Um, one other team that's probably going to slip my mind. No, that's just only three teams that we played. But like it was it was amazing. Um, yeah. The crowds were awesome. And the level of competition was actually pretty intense. So I'm glad that like over the summer, I tend to work out a little bit more and skate a little bit more. Because, you know, I work a full-time job now. So it's not <laughs> training to play hockey yeah. Um, but yeah it was a great experience we made, we made it to the finals and we unfortunately lost in overtime uh and three and three on three overtime which was uh, a little bit of a heartbreaker um to our team argentina but yeah overall just an incredible experience i hope i get to do it again next year like i'm, I'm super down for it yeah, yeah the that fact sounds that, like the communities crazy. are starting to do stuff like that um i know we have a team that comes from mexico every every year i don't know if it's the firecracker or what tournament they come out for but those guys uh i work at monkey sports so they they come in and they just drop so much money every time they're there but like they're the coolest guys they're like yeah you know we 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 load up you know some of the guys bring their families and it's like it's cool to see that uh i mean not only i mean in terms of that tournament you know the panthers were supporting it um and it was at their rink and stuff you know I, I think that's kind of a sign that like you know it's cool we're doing games overseas and stuff going to sweden going to prague going to australia every year we gotta start doing stuff in south america just because yeah. like the game down there you know, may not be at the level that it is around here in the states you know and other places but the whole world plays hockey yeah in some in some capacity and you know the, the latin american countries and stuff have some you know some killer teams mm-hmm. like those guys from mexico come up and they've won the tournaments up here a couple times and they're like when they come to these tournaments they're they're like known as like the defending champs every time <laughs> like yeah teams take watch <laughs> yeah yeah the tournament was i mean the atmosphere was incredible and not only so we were in the top division so it was just us argentina mexico and lebanon um the first thing i gotta say we played mexico in the tournament they had a mariachi band in the crowd really that's a first a hockey first for me playing hockey in front of a mariachi band uh that was awesome (laughs) um but there was like there was the d1 level the d2 level and then like a u20 a u18 a u16 a u14 a u12 and then like women's divisions for all of them too Mm-hmm. And there was like, it wasn't just like Mexico, Argentina, Lebanon, Greece. There was also like, there was Egypt was there. Brazil was there. Puerto Rico was there. Uh, Colombia had a team. Um, Brazil had, or say Brazil, I don't know. I, I'm going to forget countries, but there were so many teams there that were fielding across multiple divisions and so many fans there. Like it was, I, it was eye opening for me because I, no, yeah. I had no idea that the ho- hockey, like, you know, penetrated that far deep in South America and the people cared about it that much. Um, and just having having in, have it in uh, South Florida too, like great on the Panthers to recognize that those communities are well, well represented in South Florida and have the tournament there and support it. So like, I completely agree. Like they got to get down to South America, do some games like Mexico City or something. Like, yeah. there's an appetite for it for sure. I know there's been some rumblings about a Mexico City game at some point because I know they want 
Austin Matthews part of it or something like that. Um, but yeah, you said Brazil. Like, I feel like Brazil has like an untapped market there that there, I feel like there's a lot of hockey fans there that people don't realize because even us as a podcast, we have met or not, maybe not, not, not met, but we've, we've talked to people um, on social media from Brazil, like so many, you know, that like there's a Ducks fan page from Brazil. There's like more than at least I thought. And I've learned a lot about it, like in the past three years. Like I just feel like it's growing crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think they had the most teams there for sure, like across all the divisions. Um, but yeah, I mean, athletic country, they love their sports. It's not surprising at all. Yeah. 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 I think when I was reading the thing, it said there was uh, 21 countries represented, like in the in the whole tournament. I mean, that's just it's crazy. Because like you said, like you wouldn't expect that. Just the sheer amount of representation that would be there, but you know, it's it's a positive sign that like if they if the NHL doesn't get in their way like they tend to do, you know. They, they really have some avenues and some, you know, some untapped potential there to, to really kind of bring more people to the sport. Cause like Chris said, you know, there's a ducks fan page. Um, like they're tweeting back and forth tonight with a Bruins fan page. Yeah. And it's like, you know, <laughs> not, you know, not understanding Portuguese, like you don't understand like what's being said back and forth, but like at the same time, like the fact that there's these two pages interacting back and forth, tweeting about the game with each other, it's like, you know, it's cool to see um, mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the game is thought of as just, oh, it's, you know, Americans, Canadians, some Finns, some Russians, some Swedes, and, <laughs> you know, that's your cast of characters. That's it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think especially in a, an age now where it's like the game's at a point where it's at, you're going to probably see more representation like that. You know, not to say, you know, we're going to see some some sleeper countries have, you know, kids go to the show one day, but you know, it's possible, you know, it very well could be a possibility down the line with these kinds of tournaments and these kinds of events. Like it's really cool to see. Definitely. Yeah. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. So unless you had anything else, Chris, I mean, we had a couple, uh, I know we had a, a couple questions on uh, Twitter yesterday, all kind of pertaining to poking a little fun at uh, USC and, <laughs> seems like uh you guys kind of have their number for reading these tweets right come from our uh our pal chad um i guess the first one i'll ask is his favorite memory of consistently hanging 10 goals against usc it, it is a, it's a good memory um i will say though in, in fairness to usc they had our number for a very long time um and it's only been recently like the past four or five years that We've turned it around. We, we, we play them every year in um, a series called the Crosstown Cup. Um, mm-hmm. So we play like, when I was there, it was five games. I don't know if they revised that down to three now, but, um, you know, the winner of the five-game series brought in the Crosstown Cup every year. And we lost it my first We lost it my first year. My sophomore year, we won it. Um, I think we've retained it since. Um, and actually, I'll go on record saying this now. If I graduated, I'm pretty sure that, I was the last one to have possession of the actual cup. Nice. I don't think we have it. I don't think we have a cup anymore. Um, <laughs> so yeah, hands up. That's on me, probably. But uh, <laughs> it's a great rivalry. Um, yeah. You know, it's definitely very intense. Uh, 
both fan bases like to bring out uh, students to the games uh, via buses. Uh, we get fraternities to come, which is always oh, a happy wow. time. So the away games are definitely away games, and the home mm-hmm. games are definitely home games. Um, it's just a really great rivalry, uh, and it does feel good to to beat them every now and then. Um, especially it's just the hatred that runs so deep between the basketball and the football programs and the yeah. rest of the athletic competitions to be able to like have a little bit of part of that yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great, it's a great feeling. So, um, but yeah, in fairness to them, they had our number for a very long time. If you look up like the pack eight Wikipedia, like you'll see that they've won the most pack eight championships out of the whole conference uh, back when we were in that conference. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they're they're on the they're, they're on the the upswing now. Though I think they had a few down years. Obviously, COVID played a big factor, and a lot of teams were having great years. Uh, but they're they're on the upswing again too. So uh, a good USC hockey program is nothing but good news for us as well. Uh, yeah. Nice so it's good to see that. So Chad also asked. He said, "With UCLA moving to the Big Ten, should the future of USA hockey UCLA hockey? My bad." Uh, go to D1 to play with the likes of Michigan or Minnesota? Big question. Um, I think I'd, one day I'd love to see that. Uh, that would be so cool, honestly. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, I'm really excited to see the football and basketball teams play. You know, I think I think uh, those are going to be some really fun games to watch. And I think once we get a few years of those rivalries under the belt, um, the rest of the sports will probably follow suit and then we'll, have, we'll be set up for a pretty long period of time where we have new rivalries and new competition and you mm-hmm. know new storylines going and that will probably eventually work into and it'll work its way in the hockey for sure because you know the big ten is a, i think the biggest hockey conference in division one so um, gotta be yeah it's either them or what's like the other ones like hockey east that's pretty big right yeah hockey, hockey east or the ecac um mm-hmm. But I would imagine too, like this is just me speculating. I have no idea. But you know, if we join the Big Ten, like I imagine those schools are going to be pushing on some level. Like, hey, like you guys, USC, UCLA, like come on, get it going, get a hockey, get a yeah. hockey started. Like it's a revenue generating sport. You know, join the ranks here. Let's get it. Let's get it done. Um, but that'd be mm-hmm. to make one day. I don't know when that day would come, but uh, <laughs> hopefully, it's not that far off in the future. Do you? Uh, to kind of piggyback off that, do you think that there's like any way funding could maybe come with like maybe from the local NHL teams? Like, is that even a has that been talked about? Do you know or like is that even a possibility for like the Ducks and Kings maybe to assist with USC and UCLA kind of making that jump? Yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, I think their focus more right now is on, you know, the ADHSHL and the yeah. LA, LAKHSHL. I didn't mm-hmm. need to work those acronyms, but uh, <laughs> their focus is on high school hockey, which I think is uh, rightly so, um, you know, developing the game from a more younger age and it, it just works its way upwards. Um, and I, my, my little brother's playing the, in the Anaheim Ducks League when we were down in San Diego. Like they do, they do a really, really good job supporting those programs and funding not only the, you know, the jerseys, but the, the, the all-star games and the playoffs. And um, they've created a, like, a culture of high school hockey in Southern California, which is yeah. not a task. Um, so I think that's more where their their main priority is right now. But I think that's a, I think that's a really, that's a winning strategy. So mm-hmm. uh, it should change anything. I think it'd be awesome if they did, you know, one day support the college programs, but at the same time, the colleges, 
you know, I think if, if I had to think about this from a business standpoint, yeah, the colleges have the money to do it themselves. Yeah, yeah. So, um, whereas a lot of high schools don't have that, uh, you know, that financial, that financial ability to do that. So it's where them stepping in makes more sense. Yeah. The um, the Ducks High School League doesn't. How many teams do they have now? Do you know? Like last I knew, they had like forty. <laughs> Yeah, it's a they lot. Had, I don't know yeah. that number, but it's a lot. There's, there's a ton. There's so it's, many. it's almost too many to keep up with. Yeah, there's <laughs> so many divisions, and it's just crazy. But I, I love seeing how much it's grown over the years, and that's great to see. There's some really good teams, too. Like, Rancho, like when, when I was in high school, like the first few of the college, like Rancho Santa Margarita, like they were, like, like nationally pretty good, I think. Yeah. Uh, like I think they won, like, the USA High School National Championship. <laughs> Them and them and Olu always are like the two big ones. Like when those kids come in, it's like, okay, yeah, like whatever, whatever you say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a great investment on the, the Kings and Ducks part, and I hope they continue to do that. And, and they, yeah, they they fund all the ranks too, so I think they've yeah. done more than their fair share of trying to develop, you know, hockey. Maybe they can trade for some more superstars like McDavid or something, get the Gretzky, yeah. the Gretzky 2.0 effect, but about <laughs> <laughs> it. He'll, uh, he'll be living in Newport when he's a duck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll finish off with a, a little two-parter here. Um, Haley had two questions. Um, her first one was not specifically about UCLA, but you know, what was, what was the thing, uh, that stuck for you when it came to hockey? What, what made that, that passion for the game stick with you? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. It's just, it's just a fun sport. Like just so much fun playing in hockey. It just, it's infectious. Um, and there's nothing like still in my life that I do that brings me more joy than like is as therapeutic as you know, getting on the ice and playing. Um, so I just, I always just come back to it. And I think it's been, it's been instilled in me and our family for, you know, my, my grandfather, how my, my, my dad and my uncle on skates and my, my aunt on skates when they were little kids. So it's been mm-hmm. just generate, you know, a couple of generations now, decades of, of us playing hockey and that being kind of a central focal point for us. Um, so it's something that's like, you know, it's just kind of grounding. It's grounding. It's fun. It's, it's it takes your mind off things and, uh, it's also a great exercise, which is I kind of appreciate way more now that I sit at a desk all day, every day. <laughs> well, and her second one, uh, you know, you know, we know that you've told us you do a little coaching, but is there a passion maybe to coach or work for a team one day? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think so at first, but uh you know, last year and this year, I started coaching split season, uh, split season hockey. So U16, U18 split season, um, just kids who play for local high schools, prep schools. And uh, before their season starts, they play for us in the Fairfield. And uh, yeah, I got the bug. I got the coaching yeah. bug. I've been way too invested in it and like emotionally invested in the games and like and worked up about it. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I know that it's, it's got me now. And um, yeah, I would love to just keep doing that. I don't know if I ever want to like pursue that as like an actual career. Like I'm, I'm pretty set in my, my current career, but mm-hmm. you know, coaching youth hockey is definitely something that I'll, I'll probably do for a very long time. Hey, yeah, if really it's cool. a pa- if it's a passion project, I, you know, it's not the worst thing to to do. You know, yeah. as, as long as you're not trying to fight the the 15 year old refs out there, you know. 
<laughs> one of my one of my roommates is a referee actually so i, I try to like remember that every time that yeah like imagine if it was my my roommate lucas imagine if it was lucas out there like, i'm not gonna yell lucas it's like, <laughs> a good way to think of it <laughs> well like we said we we didn't want to keep you too long we 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 100 appreciate you hopping on we know this this has been kind of hard to have a day land for, for all of us, but, you know, we're yeah. very happy and very thankful to have you on, man. Um, you know, I uh, wish, you, you know, UCLA continued support, you know, you definitely seem very involved still. And, you know, let's hope one day we, we are talking about UCLA in the, the spotlight. Yeah, this is awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, and go go follow UCLA Hockey on Twitter and Instagram, and they have a home game tomorrow. Yeah, play the buffs. Yeah, against Colorado. It's parents' weekend, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, it should be, but, uh, it should be a really good game. Yeah, so go check them out. Um, one last thing, really quick. You can answer it really fast. How big did Trevor's head get when he, he was on the cover of the NHL game? <laughs> well, actually, I have a longer answer to this question because I was actually involved in that process. Um, oh, I was just, I was just standing for the photo shoot. Oh, okay. That's because it's like my claim to fame. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, definitely, definitely pumped the ego up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> cover bit of a, of a video game. Um, yeah. His commercial with Sarah Nurse and everything. Like <laughs> it was again like the NHL. Thing. It was just really, it was really cool to see. And uh, yeah. yeah, we'll always have that. So um, yeah. can make fun of him for it. Can give him props for it. Uh, yeah. It's a good. <laughs> thing uh, ultimately it was an awesome experience um and uh he definitely got a lot of perks from doing that too so yeah. it, it all trickles down it's like uh so i, I guess i'm like some residuals from that so i can't <laughs> you reap some of the rewards for it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely all right well, man. again man thank you we uh we appreciate having you on it was uh it was a pleasure maybe uh maybe we check back in soon see see how things are going you know uh it's it great having you on man absolutely yeah thanks so much guys and uh, yeah, yeah happy to come back on whenever this is awesome all right thank you man really appreciate <laughs> it we'll uh we'll stay on a couple minutes here uh you know thank you guys for hanging out for a second night you know this is going to be a little bit of a long episode um i mean i don't think we plugged our stuff last night chris so you want to plug it real fast um, and we'll yeah take off? yeah really quick yep just make sure you're following uh late arrivals pod everywhere um twitter instagram uh tiktok wherever um any social media really just late arrivals pod no spaces you can find us everywhere go check us out on the inside the rink youtube channel as well um, if wherever you're listening to this, um, if you'd like to leave us a rating and review, we appreciate that very much. Um, on our social medias, you can uh, check out our link tree and find uh, some merch and pretty much find us everywhere. So be sure to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much it, man. <laughs> all right. We'll see we you will... all uh, next week. Yep. We'll see you guys next time. You can follow Late Arrivals on both Twitter and Instagram at Late Arrivals Pod. If you feel so inclined, leaving a review and rating wherever you get your podcasts is a great way to show your support and is much appreciated. Take care. <laughs>